Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Knife Nuts podcast, the show that brings you the best and worst that the knife community has to offer. And here we are, post-Blade Show. How's everybody doing? Uh, I'm good. Didn't really pay attention to Blade at all because I was at a wedding, but uh, I'll try and fake it till you make it. That's a, that's a good move. It kind of it works in all aspects of life. Jake, how are you? Jake, Jake's present tonight. That's good. That's, that's as far as he's going to go. <laughs> Brian, did you? Rough day. <laughs> Brian, did you survive Blade Show? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm good. So, what did everybody carry today? Anything interesting? Yeah. So, actually, because of last episode when we were talking about flashlights, it made me want to get something new, and it actually hasn't come yet. But I bought a Claris. I think that's how the brand is pronounced. Uh, Mi7 in titanium. It's a double A slash fourteen five hundred flashlight it's titanium speed blasted not satin finished which there's a lot of satin finished titanium flashlights that look like shit after like a week of carrying uh, and it's like 700 lumens out the front clicky but it's like a side button which i usually don't like but i'm gonna give it another shot here and i'm pretty excited about it but cool. hasn't come in yet i bought some olight 14500 batteries and an olight charger which i do have now but i am still waiting for it to ship so that and then I got in this Max Ace Balance 2017. It's M390. It's from Max Ace, which is one of these kind of faceless Chinese companies. Uh, I <laughs> bought it off of my friend Pat. Shout out to him. He's SharpDad33 on Instagram. But anyway, yeah, for the price that he paid for it, and then I subsequently bought it off of him for it is really good. So carbon fiber front scale, contour titanium, M390 blade. It's just fantastically utilitarian. I really like it actually. That's is, this, cool. is this the one with the uh, thread lock insert? Yes, that I destroyed two Weeha Torx drivers on. Yeah, so <laughs> goodbye two T6s. You gave me inspiration for uh, criticism. Yeah, so the, the ironic <laughs> thing is that I then bought those drivers from a website called Casey Tool, and they liked that picture on That's Instagram. Yeah, that is the place to get knife tools, basically, Yeah, in my experience. Yep, and, and they liked the picture where I was complaining about destroying two Weeha drivers. So... <laughs> You guys are knife tools. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake, what have you been carrying? So I mysteriously got on a real uh, spider co kick lately, thanks to my uh, British buddy who's a, an avid spider co collector, and he's been using my house as his uh, shipping hub. So I think I have four <laughs> or five of his new spider co's here that uh, I'm going to package up together and, and ship over to him in uh, Great Richard over there. So what's, which one did I carry today? Probably uh, a little lightweight dragonfly, most likely. You'll never guess what I carried. Also the dragonfly? Yes, a Also G10 a dragonfly. dragonfly. Yes. Yay. Yes, which isn't a surprise to you, Jake, because last night we, we actually took it apart and cleaned it up. I got it from a, another Instagram user, and he gave me such a great deal. So we cleaned yeah. it up, we put a new edge on it, and it's like... Hey, and, and Levon had his first uh, Wicked Edge, official Wicked Edge lesson. Yes. Was I a good student? Which went, which went very well. Hmm. I learned to use a, a Wicked Edge sharpener. I had a Wicked Edge and I sold it, but I've also owned every knife sharpening system there is, so it was okay. I liked it, but it was way too much money for what it was. The learning curve is is kind of steep. Yeah, it definitely. I guess is. that could be there could be a joke in there based around like setting angles, you know, steep. But 
But it's not funny, so. It's not funny, so we won't go there. <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, there was something therapeutic about using it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Until you cut off part of your fucking thumb with it like I did. <laughs> it's a it's an acquired taste, and it's not what people think it is. No. And I don't know if that's just by because of the way it looks or because of the way it's marketed, but it's it's extremely capable, but it's not what most people are expecting when they get it. So if you sort of change your perception a little bit and keep at it i've i've found that it actually does end up being useful i i would agree with that i had uh, i just picked up two striders uh in a trade i somehow have been trying to get rid of a lot of my striders and i somehow they just start multiplying in my knife case so i got this the one is a really weird one you got fucking finessed on that trade dude no i didn't <laughs> yes okay did. he's a very nice young man who bought who bought my jibble he gave me some money he what did he do yeah he gave me some money and he sent oh. me the no wait there was no money involved yeah there was no money it was just the pt and the Dwayne dwyer smg right look i'm just spreading the love around i did something nice for the knife community you did do something nice because you got fucking took my okay well, well here's the here's the irony about this okay he put two ed the edges on the on those two stripes he did a very good job he used a wicked edge and usually, like, my biggest problem with it is that a lot of people put the, that really steep... <laughs> here we go with the steep angles again. But these, this really steep edge on there, and they remove so much material, and they get it to look really shiny and showy, but it doesn't end up doing very much. But on these, it's a really nice working edge. And here's the most crazy thing ever. Dave, you will not believe it. That... One with the Dwyer stepped handles that SN the SNG that I got with the number forty six SNG blade in it. That was the, actually the forty sixth production Strider blade put into some Dw- Dwyer handles by Dwayne himself, confirmed by Mick Strider. Anyway, that's cool for as like a historical thing. But... As a, as a Strider, for someone who's looking for a really cool piece of Strider history, it's neat. But here's the thing: it's actually one of the nicest SNGs I've handled. The lockup is perfect. It's like really smooth. Jake, would you agree? It is. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. I couldn't believe it. It's really nice. I would actually keep it and use it if I you know, wanted to. And the other one is just a, a production PT, which is like uh, I compare it to a low mileage Jeep Wrangler. Like they'll just never go down in value. So I don't think I think it was a good uh, a good trade overall. I just got to find the right person for that SNG. Yeah, you might be sitting on it for a while. Yes. Well, I mean, the problem is that it's not a normal Dwyer, so it's not made out of, like, I don't know, like, the hull of a fucking ship from the 17th century or, like, the brake of a jet engine or some shit. I don't know. Or a stale baguette from the uh, back in the war. Yeah, I heard for the Tactical Knife Invitational, he's bringing one where the handle is made out of a piece of the Berlin Wall. That's Is that true? No. That would be... That would be... A, made it up Made it, it up just then, right on the spot. Honest, honest to God, that wouldn't surprise me. Didn't he do? He did the Ducati brake rotor. Yeah, he I did think? the Ducati brake rotor. Yeah. And then afterwards, I think he did like some of the wreckage of the Challenger or whatever. I mean, honestly, that's kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. I'm also lying about that. <laughs> From what I hear, Dwayne Dwyer is actually a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I've never met him. Yeah, he's certainly. He had some. You problems don't know? There. Did you ever meet him? I uh, no, I didn't. But like. The whole Strider distancing himself from Dwayne because he wasn't handling the service well, let's properly. Let's just be honest. They, they both are weird as fuck. Let's just excuse my, my French, but they are both very strange individuals. I'd also like to point out that Levon said that. I had nothing to do with that comment. Don't kill me, Strider fanboys. I, I don't say I don't like Alleged. I don't say, 
Allegedly. I have like at this don't know. Okay, we're gonna try and get through an episode without saying that word. You can curse up a storm, <laughs> but we're not saying no, that the, word. The merch is gonna say allegedly. No, it's not. I'm not doing it. It's not doing it. It's gonna be the nemesis dagger with allegedly on the blade. Oh god. I have so anyway, I can say whatever I want about Strider at this point because I have five of them. Somehow I tried to get rid of my striders and end up multiplying them. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that happened to me. I had like six SNGs at one point and they were all terrible. <laughs> I thought the I thought the PT would have sold immediately. I had a couple knives for sale. And do you know what sells first? My Rod Olson Gemini. The one that I, I kind of liked out of that list. That I was like, huh, I'll be okay if I end up with that. That's the first thing to sell. The Gemini is nice, though. It is very I, nice. I, the 3.5 one is really nice, but... Yeah, dude, this one with the 3-inch, I think it's amazing with that with that recurve. And it's light. I think it weighs 3.2 ounces. Yeah. People just nice. need to put in some kind of detent on... On button locks. On button locks, yeah. Like, like Lishowitz did with the Hogue X5. Other people need... It doesn't seem like that difficult of a concept. You just put, like, a leaf with a ball detent and then drill a hole in the blade. Hmm. And attach that leaf to the handle. Like like Emerson does with their safety tent, a.k.a. the useless <laughs> second detent. Uh, we're going to talk more about Emerson. Yes, yes, his blade show offerings. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So, Brian, what did you see? I know you're not, you're not carrying anything. You're probably besides your ass home from, from Atlanta. But... Did you see anything of interest while you were over there? Um, besides 10,000 greasy people? Yes. <laughs> it's I, important you know, to, to insult your fan base. Let the hate flow out of you. <laughs> <laughs> they know. They saw them smell them, too. I don't yeah. you know. Oh. So I didn't get a chance to really get away from my table till the last day. You know, the mm. la- I, had, I had two knives left on the last day. And um, one of the dealers that's normally pretty good to me came over. I didn't really want to sell the dealers when I was there, but one of the dealers was uh, that's like I said, good to me. He came up and wanted to grab those, and I was like, fine. So I was able to at least walk around that last day and check out some stuff. But what ends up happening is you end up sitting and talking to people for you know an hour at a time, and I didn't wander too far. Isn't everything pretty much done by Sunday in terms of like knife sales, like all the all the makers people actually care about, so like the non Tim Britons of the world? It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird because. You know, you go in there Thursday morning to set up and you're bombarded by people and dealers and whoever else that every, you know, everybody and their brother has an exhibitor pass. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah, because all all the hype beasts are sucking the dicks of makers so that they can be like their, I don't know, assistant or some shit so they can get in early. I understand it's part of the business and I understand a lot of guys make their living that way. It's just, it's, I think it's pretty unfair for people who fly down to Atlanta, spend money on a whole, you know, to stay at the hotel is, you know, 700 bucks for the weekend there. All that cost involved. And you see people actually sleeping out online and shit. It's crazy. And, and all that dealing gets to go on ahead of time. You know, so I'm wait, probably going to so, be blackballed by everybody for saying that now, but okay. You know. So <laughs> let, let me, let me, I don't know, smooth that out a little bit. So basically people know people. So they get in a little earlier. Now, right. the real question is, is they're only competing with, are they only competing with themselves at that point? Because I feel like everyone who's really going to go there and spend top dollar on knives is going to find a way to get into that show early. Yeah, I think they do because there's that many people in there the day before it opens up. It's, it's unbelievable. And it's like, you know, how many people are going there cash in hand on Saturday, like that, you know, on Saturday that weren't there early on Friday? Do you know what I mean? 
I don't know. I'm not really. It Saturday seemed like there was a shitload of people there. Um, I I don't I don't think I'm sure there's more traffic there. But how many of them are actually purchasing things? You know, well, in what, the high dollar. What's the high left dollar to purchase category. though? Exactly. Yeah, there's that. But I mean, they're probably someone buying something at the ZT booth or one of the many We Knives things, like the one of the 120 things that We Knives announced at yeah at uh, at Blade Show. Yeah, but like now, even the, even the VIP passes seem kind of pointless because getting in two hours early doesn't even seem like it, it offers you it enough. No. Yeah. Oh my god, there's so many people in there. T- you know, before the VIPs, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's like I can't even explain it. It's um yeah, you yeah, see the VIP people running in when they open the doors. It's like, are you kidding me? It's gone already. Yeah, this is why I don't play the custom knife game, and I'm actually quite happy about it for that reason. And I, you know, I, I, I agree with both of you and I, I just have a different outlook on, on, on all of it. You know, not, none of it is to, for me, an investment. I buy what I love and that's what I think is great about the custom knife world. It's just, there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that goes into these things and I can really appreciate the craftsmanship of it. And the, the idea of buying and selling and trading just allows me to see more knives, mm-hmm. you know? handle more of them because you kind of want to try out stuff at this point i kind of know what i like so i don't buy up everything at this point but i i can see both sides of of how that works and don't get me wrong there's shitty people everywhere so and i can imagine in a show that big there's a lot of shit yeah and (laughs) but there's also a ton of good stuff yeah and there's yeah and a lot of talented people out there tons of great stuff and when i say shit i just mean people (laughs) yeah there's definitely shitty people yeah, but and that's and you know, at the very least, you could walk out with something designed with that. Who is that? That Isham, Isham Bladeworks, Isham Bladeworks design that like everyone seemed to have. Yep, it's hot in the streets. Alexi Conan not going to be happy. <laughs> is there anyone else that's not going to be happy about that design? Ooh. Brian, let me sip on some tea here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, there's just probably another guy who's not too happy. There's, a, you know, it seems like, um, and it's funny that you mentioned him, <laughs> because uh, I think it was the second night in the pit. I I met him and uh, we talked a little bit and we were just standing around and I happened to say to him, I said, "What's the deal with having multiple manufacturers make your knife?" Then he kind of, you know, he was very polite up to that point, and then he kind of got a little, uh, seemed like he got a little pissed and kind of turned and walked away. He said they they weren't the same, and then got you know a little pissy and walked away. Oh, so apparently he's probably hearing some heat about that too. You know, but it's not only him. There's a there's a couple makers that seem to be doing that stuff, having the same knife made by different people. Yeah, the the Gafco spinner. I guess when a design's hot, it's hot, and you try and cash in on that. But it is really weird. The Gafco spinner one is the weirdest one because the custom knife factory version came out of essentially nowhere, and I'm just like, oh, here's a spinner. That Wait, looks... there's a custom knife factory. Yeah, there's version a custom knife factory that? version of it that has like milled handles, but it's like a black wash on the handles and on the blade. But then the flats are satin, and it hmm. came out of fucking nowhere. It's like, did you? I mean, did you not plan this out at all? Because Ferrum Forge just released theirs, like, and everybody I think was done with that design, and you just come in with it again. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't think we've ever kind of seen this before with yeah, multiple I'm companies. Curious to see how it's going to play out. You know, is it, is it going to work or not? <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely weird. The only person i can think of is rick hinderer selling his designs to like every company he's getting gerbers oh, that, al- and- that almost makes sense because they're across different like 
price ranges and things like True. that. With this Isham, the Isham Blade Works design, the one that's in question, what is the what is that blade called? The one that we knives did? Escaton? Okay. So a very unique knife. I mean, really like, you know, I I admire the fact that it got turned from a piece of paper or whatever he was using to a physical object. Yeah. But I feel like it's it's got very a lot of similar manufacturers making something in the same price range using the same materials. Like, didn't am I wrong? But Browse Blades didn't they do one that looks exactly like that? No, it's coming out soon. But that's what Brian was talking about before. Right, I know. I was trying to. Get <laughs> yeah, I, he's trying to get me to say the name. I'm no. not saying nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, we're well, not saying anything bad about well, Browse. It's nothing bad about Browse. Yeah, no. Can, I'm not can I ask? Can um, I jump I in just, and ask a, a question? Would you say it. that this this trend is more like a wartime effort where they need more pieces than a factory can produce, and so they're letting other companies jump in and and try to make the numbers? Or is there is it a, is it like a lazy thing that they're you know they're just reusing a design, or is it just that they I, need that many of them? Well, I would I imagine know, that it's all of the above. But yeah. go ahead, Brian. Well, I know one of the manufacturers um, that was making it was kind of pissed off because apparently, from what he told me, is you know he paid for that design, and then you know behind his back he went and gave the design to somebody else. Well, so you know, somewhat uh, Tashi's design. He has a lot of people make some of his designs that all look very similar to me. So I guess this isn't without precedent. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. <laughs> I can't tell most Tashi knives apart. I mean, sometimes the maker will do something that's like uh, differentiates it a little bit, but yeah, Tashi definitely does that too. Yeah, but I, at the same time, the you know, to your point, Jake, is it like a wartime effort to get as many designs out there as possible? I do think that that is a business model that a lot of companies are trying to do now. Uh, more specifically, the the higher end Chinese manufacturer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know, I just brought up that we we knives. Did you see their catalog for for Blade? Like the yeah. stuff that they announced at Blade. They had at least like no? twenty knives. With the they amount didn't even bother of- naming them. With the amount of profit they're making on their knives, because we already figured out by you know what they're doing that they can make knives pretty damn cheap. Mm-hmm. They can afford mm-hmm. to blow out designs and up oh, this one failed. Who gives a shit? We know we have we more than did well. Twenty of them anyway. Yeah, yeah I mean they've right. only done like one run of each one, so they've made X amount of pieces and then stopped and moved on to the next one. So yeah, they can just keep going because yeah, it's like uh, it's like pop music. If you have a single that doesn't chart, you just come out with something as soon as possible. It's basically how Future makes his music, and zero percent, zero percent of our demographic knows who Future is. They should uh, do a, a now that's what we call knives. <laughs> there could be so much trash knives that we can put on there that that did not yes. land. It would be amazing. I could see the infomercial now. Like everything that won an award last year at Blade. Yeah. In the production knives. Production <laughs> knives. I didn't win an award last year. I was sick. Okay, yeah, they were trash then. Everything was trash. <laughs> How cool it would be if you could buy a box set of knives and get a Nemesis dagger? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess if you sold enough of them, it could be pretty cool. Right, you got to get the people who make the knives that they sell on TV to make one so that the person can like do a spine whack on the table and the blade breaks <laughs> oh. and stabs him in the fucking chest. Oh. Just give it to uh, Gallagher and have him... Wait, is he dead? He might be dead. Uh, no, I think someone bought Gallagher's shtick, and there, there's like a new Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher 2.0. I'm pretty sure there's a Gallagher 2.0. Gallagher. Someone bought the fucking sledgehammer and watermelon act from him. 
<laughs> How do you like up the ante on the Gallagher Act? Do you like start bringing in like live mice live, or something? Live animals. You start smashing no. pigs' heads on stage. No, you just you bring in Will Keith to do it, and he takes one of his shitty certs. And oh it's, it's my like, god! I want yeah. I want our viewers to know. I want our view our viewers our listeners to know that I did reach out to Will Keith to have him come on to this show, the Fat Swordsman himself. Yeah, and. He has not responded. Well, Keith, if you're listening right now, if you don't do that, I will go to your house and not allegedly kill you. I will kill you if you do not show up on this podcast. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. I told you not he to is- say that word. <laughs> anyway. I love um, him. <laughs> I love him, too. The other, Oh, man. That, that last video that he posted is amazing. It's I'm so going to plug him again. Go, everybody who likes knives... Go watch the Fat Swordsman on, he, on YouTube. He is the final evolution of the knife nut. Like all mm-hmm. the neck grease <laughs> that we were talking about, that is its oh. final form. He he's. I must have seen him ten thousand times at that show this weekend. <laughs> Hello, Brian. Can I can I handle your surge? Your surge. Yeah. What would happen if they had Blade and like Maryland Death Fest, but it moved to Atlanta? So you had a huge metal festival and blade in the same weekend i don't think i think the air would be like toxic it'd be like beijing you wouldn't be able to breathe without a face mask Honestly, on. you know and dave don't even act like you don't you wouldn't go to that freaking festival because that sounds like the most amazing time in the world that sounds you know incredible. That. absolutely yeah I, I mean that would be amazing maryland death fest was the same wasn't it the same week it was this past weekend i thought maryland death fest was over i thought it died or whatever no i no. think it's still there it yeah. just happened oh okay anyway no, shout anyway. out to them Right. <laughs> okay, there's our metal reference for the for this episode. No, I have a better one. No, it's not really that great, but uh, where should we go? <laughs> what else is... Uh... Uh, who else came out with knives at, uh, at Blade? Let's see. So ZT showed nothing. Yeah, that was really interesting. I haven't seen a single video from like Blade HQ or anybody like nothing of showing interest. their there table. Was some, there was some mid-year stuff from Spider-Co that looked okay. Um, you know what? Can we talk about the Spider-Co stuff, actually? Absolutely, Jake. I'm sure you're 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 very excited right now. Saying yay inside my head. One nice. one of my favorite videos that I've done for my YouTube channel, or one that I enjoyed the most, was the catalog review of the 2017 Sweater Co. Uh, catalog, and I shit everything on it. to scale. Everything to scale. <laughs> Everyone needs to start doing that. That it's is actually so useful. I mean, it's I hated awesome. I hated most of the knives that are being presented and the terrible like art, but the obviously the drawn to scale thing is useful. I am actually really excited about the stuff that they showed. I I am not a Spider-Co hater. I just didn't like what they showed at first, but I'm actually really excited about this stuff. Oh, my God. The, the little native. Yeah. In the and three different locks. And the shaman. And, I, that, yeah, and that shaman. Yeah. Is shaman. This, this is the time to mention that I bought the little Nalaka. Yeah. And yeah, I that's have it. it in white, the white G10 mini. That is such a weird knife. And, that's uh, a pointless knife. Yeah. What, what inspired you to buy that, Jake? Because that is such a weird knife flash batch whatever whatever flash their mark and their marketing got him really good yeah my, seriously so i have a very fond memory of my first sprint run ever uh it was a gift from my wife and kind of an accident that that worked out to be very uh fun and neat and yeah so it's just a fond memory so th- this is like a new version of sprint run and uh i made my own fond memory i bought it for myself for for, uh, for those of you for guys father's that- day slash birthday or something and for those of you that don't know, a sprint run is basically a a limited run of an already existing Spider Co design, like the Paramilitary Two or 
the paramilitary too. <laughs> <laughs> and the the flash batch is a slightly more exclusive version where it's a design that's never been made before and that they're not going to make again. Ah. And and I but I also argued that something they just made they're just going to make as many of those as they think they can sell. Yeah. And for a little well, tiny knife with a liner lock that, that particular one is numbered. Oh. So we know and Sal confirmed on uh, Blade Forms that there's 12 1200 that's way more than I thought they would make of that, because that is a polarizing little knife. Yeah, and it, I guess because they're, they've are they already uh, swore to never make it again, they wanted to just crank out a, a good enough number. Is it S30V still? No, that one is RWL34. Well, that's a good steal. That can probably that has probably has more edge stability, because there's less like vanadium and carbides. But yeah, because does it have a full zero grind? Because I remember they, they came out with a Nalaka, and I yeah. had the zero grind, and then they had to put a secondary bevel on it, because they were getting eaten up. Like it would, they're getting destroyed. It definitely has a secondary belt. I have, yeah, I have both of them sitting right next to each other. Oh, you have the full size one. one is, well, one is heading to uh, Great Britain later this week. So. Okay. Um, I have to say, the full size one. Oh, it's a pretty nice knife. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think I would like it, but no, me neither. It's nice. There knife. it was in my mailbox, and nice. The the one thing I will say about the Taichung Spider Co's is that they always have that fucking trash can finish on the liners. Like the the edges of them are <laughs> polished, and then the inside looks so terrible, like worse than Emerson liners. It's like they don't realize that you people are going to see it with that giant Yo, cutout. Exactly, and, and it's so the, trash. They okay, also speak- have the sharpest edge on the on the whole. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, you can cut your thumb on those things. I always have to knock the edge down a they, little bit. Yeah, they don't knock the edge off on the liners either. So those like <laughs> you can use to start fires. Uh, it's like a, the, di- it's a little DIY. Yeah. The funny thing about the funniest thing about that little Nalaka and and Jake generally was <laughs> <laughs> was that uh, when I when I first arrived and he was like, "All right, did you wash your hands?" I'm like, why? Because <laughs> this is white he, G10. Oh, yeah. my God. He would not let me touch it because I didn't wash my hands. And now the, the knife is in his pocket and, like, it's lost in, like, the baby's food and <laughs> and in, in, the, in the couch and down the dog's throat and passed through his digestive system. <laughs> so it all worked out. So now he's actually <laughs> carrying that little Nalaka and using it, which is good. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird little knife. I'm glad someone bought one. I never would have. Yeah. Guess how many stains the G, the white G10 has? Uh, a lot. Oh yeah, they apparently when you polish it or uh, whatever whatever they did to that G10, it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't pick stain. up color like uh, I don't. Is your Olamic? You have a white G10 Olamic. Is that picking yeah. up uh, all kinds of? You know, the worst was the jeans. Oh. You know, the the blue ink from jeans. Yeah. Stained I, like I know what you're saying. All but, of my knives. <laughs> but this is what I told you. I said that white G10 still looks pristine it does there's no there's on my on my olamic and your nalaka perfect oh see i thought the olamic was was taking a bunch of uh stains no the the one that did do you remember the uh that sprint (laughs) the sprint run manix 2 and crew wear yeah with the gray gray. yeah Yeah, the gray (laughs) i do that thing just soaked up blue uh blue dye i loved the like quilted pattern they did on the handles on the uh, it's a nice on that, knife. On that Crewwear Manix. The closest thing I have to white G10 is a white Juma overlay on white G10 on my Emerson Iron Dragon. And maybe because it's polished, but that has never taken any colors or stained at all. I've lost so much respect for you for most of that statement. But 
but the the standout is that you own an Emerson. Yeah, the Iron Dragon is the only Emerson worth owning, and it's still wildly overpriced, but it's a very cool design. And the Juma handles look much better than the original G10. You've seen this one before, right? I think so. Yeah. Are you going to send it to me now? Okay, I mean, it's actually this one's actually decent, decently made for an Emerson, which could also be our segue. I mean, I did want to say how much I like the Shaman and the... Yeah, I still want to talk a little bit yeah, about this. Then we'll get into Emerson, okay. A couple of the sprint runs that are coming out um, around... I have, I've been holding off on getting a Para 3. I oh, actually yeah. got to handle one mm. recently, and it is as good as you would imagine. What a fantastic little knife. Is it better than it the is. Sage 5, though? Because it's basically the same knife, which is slightly different ergonomics. Uh, the ergonomics are better than a Sage 5. Okay. I like Definitely. the Sage series. It's back when I carried like knives that are actually legal in Rhode Island. I had a Sage. I actually like that a lot. Great. I have a, I have a Sage. What do I have? A Sage 1, Jake? Is that what I have? Yeah, carbon uh Yeah, yeah that's carbon. that's that's the one I had was a Sage yeah. 1. Mm-hmm. And Way I had, I had a 2, the titanium frame lock one. That's yep. right. That was a nice one. I want to get the that's 5 good. a little bit. I cuz I love the compression lock, but now that they have bigger knives coming the compression lock, I You got to try that Parrot Para 3. Hmm. Um, but Maybe. they're coming out with that in a couple of sprint run steals. Uh, yep. uh, well, not well, summer sprint runs. I don't. I, I don't know. No, the, summer S- production, the S110D summer... is production. The Max or the uh, what is it? Maximet or Crewware? I believe it's the, uh, Crewware. There's a Maximet and a Crewware. It's two different yeah. knives. Oh, so there's a. I'm looking at the catalog now. There's a Para 3 and S110V. That's going to be production. Uh, an S90V one with carbon fiber handles. That's going to be mm-hmm. a sprint. Sprint run. And then the Crewware one in gray handles, which is sprint. But if you read the if you read the description in that catalog, it's it describes it as Maximet. No, it describes it as crewware, but the blade is labeled. The blade, yeah. I was yeah, gonna yeah. say, I, for a second, I thought they had fixed it, but no, it's it's, yeah, it's still, still labeled wrong in the catalog. It, the the crewware description uh, is using a picture. Yeah, of yeah a blade but there's that the, says maybe it's just a Photoshop blade of the Para Two in Maximet, <laughs> because that <laughs> is coming out. Well, uh, either way, the uh, Levon and I have a have a fantastically horrible, depressing story about Maximet that led uh, me to believe that. I think we both deserve a Maximet PM3. Is it uh, regarding it's ordering ZT a triple related. a ZT triple eight? And oh yeah, never getting the Maximet. Maximet, and then they showed up and they weren't Maximet. Yeah, and uh, that that was I think that was the moment when I realized that uh, I had become a full and complete knife nut when that was actually uh, De- depressing. That was really depressing. Yeah. And every time I hear Maximet, I you know a tear and. It is, uh, it is kind of crazy that Spyderco is coming out with a production. So the Para 2 seems to be in the production side. So it's going to be a production paramilitary 2 in Maximet. That's pretty wild. That's what I'm saying. I think that it's the, a, the Maximet model. Yeah, yeah, the PM3 and the PM2 are going to be production in Maximet, and the crew wears are, are sprint runs. All right. Which, which really contradicts everything we had heard about the complications of using Maximet as. As a production blade steel. I don't believe the any of these. and the hardening and. I don't believe any of these fucking knife companies well. when they try and talk about how hard things are or how expensive it was. Like Spider Co's have all gone up crazy in price in the last couple of years because they say tooling costs. That's always the answer. It's tooling costs. Um, you know, ZT never complains about the tooling costs, but then ZT was like, "No, this Maximet blade is impossible to make knives out of," and now Spider Co is making production knives out of it. I, I don't believe any of them. Yeah, and they stopped right in the middle of the production of the triple eight and switch blade steels which yeah still seems i i agree but i'm i'm just happy we got our those triple eights yeah at all you know yeah yeah and m390 yeah Mm -hmm. um what else is coming out uh 
yeah, so they have the two compression flippers as well that we have mm. the specs on now and the prices. What is one called? It's got like a really weird Jim Henson name. The there's the Hannon and the Sliver Axe. The Sliver Axe. Doesn't that sound like a like a dark crystal like character? Uh, yes. Yeah, it does. It's the Skexes and the Sliver Axe. But it's only 150 oh, bucks. And That's, really. It's S30V. Not... It's the mm-hmm. fake carbon fiber. But it's a nice design. I'm excited about that one. And then there's the Southern, the Hannon with the G10 and bolsters. That's going to be more Hanan, yeah. But I, Jake and I were going through that uh, that catalog, and we couldn't believe some of the knives that they still make. You know, and Dave, you and I were talking about this with ZT's catalog. I can't believe they still make the the ZT 300 and the 350. Yeah, this is like but, it's been a million years. People who wanted those knives have already gotten them, and if you haven't, like, what's what's been stopping you for the last ten years? It's like you know what I really need is a recurved tiger stripe spring assisted titanium frame lock. Oh no, those are steel. Those are steel. No, steel liners. no, no. Oh, you're the, talking about the, the 350. Three, yeah, we're talking about the, the 300. The 350 is is a steel. The the 300 has a titanium frame lock. Yeah, that shit. Oh, I th- yeah, I thought you were talking about the 350. Both. Sorry. We were talking about both of them. So that shit looks super dated to us now. That's exactly what all of the like biomechanical designs that are coming out now will look like in an equal amount of time. <laughs> and you know, you know that what we were talking about in the in the uh, Spyderco catalog was the original Southern Flipper, which yeah. was like the second coming. Uh, of Christ himself. <laughs> yes. I was trying to avoid avoid that, but you just went there. Yeah, um, what, what year was that where everyone needed to have 2012. That? Yeah, that was 2012. Yeah. 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 That thing, and by 2012 standards, it was decent, but now in retrospect, I'm like, holy shit, that was not a very good flipper. <laughs> it was a bad knife. Love, does anyone notice how quiet Brian's been this whole time? It's okay. Let him recover. <laughs> Production's not his thing. Yeah. I, I was just waiting for his little, his little avatar to go unmute because he's getting ready to curse me out. Nah, this is my element. I'm glad we're talking about production knives. Right. Yeah. Well, we're, we're saving it because we're going to talk a lot about Brian in a few. The plunge line on the Hannon or Hanan is just, I uh, don't like it. It's got this like 45 degree angle and there's no sharpening choil. It's, it's not good. Here's, here's why it's pointless to criticize any spider co design because on the page, next page of the catalog, there's going to be something that you love. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the shaman like, is on the next page, so I agree. That thing is badass. Yes, I'm very That's excited about be that. That's a really cool knife. It's basically just an SNG that is better in every conceivable way than an SNG. I challenge someone to disprove that to me. So, well, we don't know yet because we haven't handled they it. They would have but... to fuck it up so badly for it not to be better than the SNG. And it's not like they haven't fucked stuff up in the past. Oh, they, they definitely have. So, See also the advocate. Right, anyway, so... That was actually supposed to be more like an SNG than we know. It was supposed to have a a Reeve integral lock. Yeah, yeah. I before saw that they decided to go compression, we watched the same video. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Play HQ. Yep. But uh, I just like the. I think the the big chamfers, the rounded chamfers. I have mm-hmm. that on a uh, on a Les George knife, and they those are just super comfortable. And you know the non peel ply G10, the polished G10 just looks nice. I, I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, it should be nice. At least you know what it is. I'm glad that they went that route because it really makes it much more of a spider co. Yeah, like it, much more unique. I mean, I'm definitely gonna have to. It's only 150 bucks too. No fucking way. Yep, that's pretty crazy. It's... You're gonna have to beep all my f bombs today. No, I'm not beeping shit. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, no, I am excited about it. The only thing that's kind of turning me off is a personal thing. The clip apparently is unique. If you saw that Blade HQ video, it's not their normal, like, three, like, triangle clip, Mm -hmm. you know, the screw orientation. So someone's going to have to make a deep carry clip for me eventually uh, because it it just rides a little too high Mm -hmm. for my standards right now. you're so annoying. Yeah, I mean, I I work in an environment where I don't really want to advertise that I have a knife. So put the fucking thing in your pocket. Yeah. Exactly. No. What are you, Take the clip what are you off. a charlatan? Who carries knives in their pocket without the clip? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm quitting this podcast. Like, who's going to look in your pocket and say, is that a knife? No one's going to even Yo, do that. I've, I've 100% had people do that before. When the, the knife actually sticks out of your pocket enough, I've had people ask, like, what is that? Then what do you well, do? I'm not saying you should carry a cold steel Talwar, but if you're carrying, like, freaking, <laughs> you know, just a normal three and a half inch flipper who's gonna who's gonna say something to you mm, you'd be surprised no i wouldn't years ago i went to a gun show that levon did not attend and he gave me carte blanche he said up to like 150 bucks or whatever just just get me something and i'll give you the cash when you get home and i was like are you sure you don't want to give me any kind of instruction he's like just whatever just get something just get something different or weird or cool and I came home with a, like an 84-inch cold steel Talwar, and I've never heard the end of it. Like he waited a year to start complaining, and then the complaining reached, I didn't complain. it reached a pinnacle last week when he left it at my house and was like, "This is yours now." <laughs> like the ultimate fu. Definitely not an fu. I like that knife. I never complained about it. <laughs> with you're your just eyes, making for you're just making for it. good radio right now. I'm there okay was never there was never it's a complaint. Only- I if love it was that, a video, man. everyone would know. It's true. D- there wasn't a complaint, but he mentioned it for a reason. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Cold Steel, were they at? Uh, Spider- were they there? I, I think I saw... Uh, he's just walking around there. Yeah, I thought I saw Lynn Thompson walking around with Andrew Demko uh, on his like gimp leash. Like, trailing I didn't see him, him, but I believe he was there. Yeah. <laughs> I... There were so many... There was jokes in there. A, a mm. gimp leash was probably mm. right. <laughs> <laughs> he looked so he looked just so defeated in the picture that I saw. It was Lynn Thompson holding some Chinese knife and then just Demko is in the background and he just looked miserable. <laughs> it's like I've signed a deal with the devil. No, he absolutely has. The true modern Faust story is Andrew Demko and Cold Steel. That's true. But yeah. And and sixteen dead donkeys. <laughs> yes. I was gonna say it's like Jesus in the Galilee. You know, if we keep talking about this, PETA might get on their ass about these dead oh my donkeys. God. <laughs> That's true. And we were talking about Gall- Gallagher uh, smashing <laughs> smashing small mammals. Oh, God. <laughs> That's Lynn Thompson. They're going to debut like a new war club or something, and he's going to smash a donkey's head with it. Oh, God. And then Terrible. give the donkey meat to a homeless shelter. Yes, all, all that, all that meat all, did, did good. putting this out there. I can at least speak for three of us that we're animal lovers. We're yes. just going to put that out there. I, I, honestly, I, I can't not laugh when I think about the homeless shelter getting the meat from them. I know. It's like, what do they do? It's like, just throw it in the pot. It's just, they All just right. have a cauldron with, with, with uh, random animal pieces. Yes. Knife Nuts Podcast, your first source for animal genocide topics. Yes. And I love how we didn't even preface that. Yeah, everybody's seen those Cold Steel videos. Yeah, Everybody. A, yeah, we should start a band called Donkey Genocide. We just but, did. Yeah, it's just happened. Good yeah, done. All right, that'll that'll be who does the intro music when we eventually get intro music for the podcast. Uh, 
I'm working on it. I'm okay. two steps He's closer not. than I was a month ago. All right. Well, Donkey Genocide <sighs> will release its first track but, soon. <laughs> okay. So we're done with the spider code talk. Yeah. Do we What's want to move on to Emerson? Because you, when you were insulting right. our Iron Dragon. Okay. All right. Your Iron Dragon. Let's talk about what spider with uh, what Ernie Emerson brought to Blade Show this year, and. Basically, he brought nothing but a load of Balasong versions of his existing catalog. Correct. And and that's basically the best way I can describe it. So yes. wave, wave openers, flipper tabs, and everything on Balasongs. Correct. Yeah, so in academia, there's like this pejorative phrase that's used to describe older academics who like only ever research the same topic, and they say they're slicing the bologna ever thinner because they just keep trying to do the exact same thing with slight changes, and that is literally what Emerson Nyes has done for the last 10 years. <laughs> And then they just sprinkled in some some Phillips head screws, and there you go. It's, oh, God. It's so so I, I saw a YouTube comment for the interview with him where it said, you know it's an Emerson knife when you feel it because it feels like someone made it with their toes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, like, these knives, are, first, they're going to be expensive as shit. I can guarantee that. They're all blade right. shapes people have already seen, and they're... I can almost assume that they're not going to be good flippers for, you know, the Balasong people who like that. You know, because we're all really big Balasong people and we yes. know a lot about Balasongs. I don't, well, if you judge by the Instagram comments, the Balasong community is incredibly vocal about this stuff. Oh, yeah. They're terrifying. They yes. actually scare me. Which is why I don't even know why companies <laughs> bother trying to make these nice at this point, because you, can, you can't ever please them. You, Brian's working on a Balasong right now. Is he really? Yeah. Just with an trying, integrated spinner. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get him. Uh, he's just there. He is. What are you gonna say? Nothing. I was just getting prepared. <laughs> I was. I, I, I figured Dave was gonna come in and um, you know say. I figured you were trying to get him to. Um, oh God! Here we go. Um, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> you called me off guard, dude. I know that was intentional. But yeah, Brian's not working on a on a. Oh, okay, thank God. I, I, actually, I do have one drawn, and I would be interested in making one at some point just to try it out. Are they? Oh, quick question for you, Brian, as a maker. Are they? Are they harder to make than like you know folding knives? Is there some reason why they're so expensive? I haven't made one yet. I couldn't tell. You. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Your best I mean, guess. Lo- lo- looking at it, no, I would say they're. You know, it's it should be pretty simple. Okay. I mean, not having to deal with and worry about that lockup is a nice. Yeah, because nice because Benchmade just released like that. Uh, the newest one, uh, that the sixty-seven maybe, and mm-hmm. that thing is like five hundred and ten dollars. My biggest problem with them is every time I see people using them, I'm sorry they try to look cool, but they look like tools. Yes. Are they all just? You know, I'm they're, sure they're, 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 they're all young they're guys. They're all young, young skinny guy. Oh no, there's some meatballs too, but they just look like <laughs> fools doing it. The, the, the most pathetic thing I saw, and, and they love it, but the, the, not this year. I think it was last year or the year before. Out When you go to Blake's show, out of the pit area, out in front of the hotel, across the street, there's a park. And that's basically where all the heads go. Right. And one of the heads that we're walking with, we, we walk across the street, and we see, like, 50 of them all, like, up on these stairs. And they're all spinning together. And it's just <laughs> oh, like, God. Oh, my God. It's just it's weird. It's awkward. Can Blade I let me... sponsored something like that this year? They, they did. Yeah. 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 We'll have to ask them about that when they're on the podcast. Yeah. Seriously, we're gonna have a lot of of uh, Balasong themed content coming in later episodes somehow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have to agree. What do you think the correlation between fedora wearers and bow song spinners are? Oh, huge. It's the same category. I'd say it's like, yeah, that's a real strong correlation. I feel very confident about that one. How about this? Have Who has ever seen a balisong cut something? Uh, I had that Tachyon 3, and it cut like shit. That's a nice balisong. Uh, it was though. a really nice balisong, but it was a really terrible knife. But I'm just saying, have you ever seen any of these these kids and meatballs? <laughs> ever cut anything no with a they're just toys yeah like i i just think it's it's interesting like i've never seen them use it as a knife I, i'm not saying that they it doesn't exist but i've i've just no i don't want to put them in the in the category of filthy casuals because you know how i feel about them but i would say bell people aren't really knife people they don't really care about like the stuff that we care about I mean, I'm I willing, I I'm willing to it. agree. I, I, I like, I mean, I can appreciate a balisong. Yeah, me too. I mean, the most you expensive know. knife I had for a while was one. But I, I, I think the, the image on Instagram is very different than the image on, say, uh, Jersey Devil, for instance, the uh, forum, which yeah. I used to be somewhat active on. And um, I check every now and then. But on, on that forum, there's a good amount of crossover. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like that's the case anywhere else. <laughs> it, like it does seem like there's a pretty great divide between Bellasong and, and uh, all the other collectors. But yep. I don't know. Check, check Jersey Devil. <laughs> you know, I might, feel, I might feel different about it, too, if they were flipping one of mine. That's very but true. When it's not uh, one of mine, you know. Suddenly yeah. that grease would, would be like a cologne. No, you would think <laughs> there would be some added danger with all that neck grease and you're, like, you know, flipping something around like that. Someone's going to get <laughs> a knife to the chest. You know, speaking of which, I don't know how we have enough room in here with Brian's ego. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Not to say that it's not deserved because uh, yeah, Brian did take home in his def- three best three best dubs is uh... You're talking to the motherfucking Michael Jordan of knife making. Three Pete. Three ranks. Uh, three Why do you say I have good. an ego though? I don't think I have an ego. You I'm just messing with you, dude. You don't you wouldn't at all. know you if you did, it. by the way. It would be Come on. so genuine. I think if anybody knows, I know they're fucking knives. We're not rocket science. You know, it's not rocket science. We're not splitting atoms. We're not curing cancer. Unfortunately, because of so many of these knife makers get all these followers kissing their ass, these guys think that they're something. And in the real world, we're nothing. But what about Lucas Burnley? <laughs> you know, the memes were on point for him. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was really funny. The brawl. It was they showed a picture of uh, what One Direction, like a One Direction concert, and it was like the Lucas Burnley line. Oh, that was funny. I don't care who you are. I didn't see any of that stuff. The internet connection and the connections there—they're just—it's—it's. Unfortunately, the whole weekend I had such a hard time trying to keep up with that and people, and it's you know it's a nightmare. Yeah. Speaking of Burnley, how much did that side pop end up going for? Because it was forty-three hundred fucking dollars. Like last I checked, is no one. Uh, no, that's that's nuts. That aggravates the fuck out of me. It was a knuck, and it was selling for more than his Quaken, which was actually like a very nice looking custom knife, and it was like a thousand dollars less in the bids. It was it's just wild to me that people speaking, are still on that. Uh, speaking of ridiculous thousand dollar knives that shouldn't cost a thousand dollars, how about that that Ultratech I sent you before the show? Yeah, what the, what the fuck is happening there? You everybody who knows me knows that I'm like one of the biggest star wars nerds on the freaking planet and i love everything star wars but and i have the basic star wars ultra techs i have all of them except for my yoda one i can't find it i don't know where it went anyway if you took my yoda coming for you uh but they released a you know they have the sith lord which is you know they're all like regular 
maybe a little bit more than your average ultra tech in price you know it's got the red blade and things like that it's pretty cool but they released a carbon fiber bodied one no it's only the front scale is carbon fiber the front scale is ah! carbon fiber. <laughs> it Bullshit. has yes it has the the aluminum back side it has the red blade with the part with one side being serrated which is pretty cool and it has a lanyard and a really weird looking Darth Vader esque bead that looks like it was molded off an action figure bought at a dollar store. Yeah, it looks like the Walmart version of Darth Vader. Yeah, it's like it's like the the quote unquote we're not getting sued version yes. of Darth Vader on the thing. So anyway, they won a thousand dollars for this thing. Yes. Well, I don't know what it costs at the show. I should be I should be well, clear about that. Can we also talk about the fact that Oh, is that the serial number? Some part of it in the Monkey Edge photos is badly, like, MS painted out. I don't know if it's the serial numbers or if it's, like, a reference to... Oh, yeah, it's a serial number. I thought it was, like, a Star Wars reference that they were trying to remove. And I, I guess it's called the L... It's called LV or something, Lord it Vader. It says Lord Vader limited edition. I guess those... That's not copyrighted? Lord Lord Vader? Darth Vader? Well, I'm, that's what I'm telling you is that that is not... Even the little bead is not actually Darth Vader. It's like a... <laughs> oh. It's like a... It's like... It's Dark Vader, the Walmart brand, the true value version of Dark Vader. Bart, Bart Slater or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I can't believe that's a thousand dollars. How many are there? I wonder. There's got to be more than one. I saw a couple people with them. Yeah, people bought them. Yeah, it's a it's a production blade too. It's not like it's a, a hand yeah. Ground it one. says custom shop, but I don't really know what Microtech's custom shop is because I've never heard them use that terminology before. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's a Monkey Edge thing. I'm. They they would have a custom limited edition like that. Okay, so even if it was eight ninety nine everywhere else, it's still a lot. Yeah, for that it's way too much. Mm-mm. Although you know it could be um, worth something when Disney totally dicks them <laughs> with the lawsuit. I'm still waiting for that to happen. It's coming. What else did we see? I, I'm trying to think of what else I saw on uh, uh, on Instagram regarding Blade Show. I didn't see anything from Benchmade either. I don't know if they did anything. Uh, can I talk about the Benchmade Anthem for a second? Yeah, sure. Um, Jake and I actually got to handle that at Country Knives of all places, which is a place that I kind of put on blast. Yeah, how was the trip there? Honestly, you know what? It was very pleasant. Yeah. I, and, you know, I can't say their pricing is out of control. But, you know, and I said this before, too, like more power to them. If they can stay in business with that those kind of prices, then great. But our trip there was was actually really nice, you know. It's a family-run business. It looks like they keep it all, and they really genuinely do keep it all in the family. And everyone there is pleasant and is excited to talk to people who actually know about knives for the most part. And they had the Benchmade Anthem there, and I actually got to handle it. And I have to say, nicest Benchmade I've ever handled. That's interesting. Bar none. I've heard yeah. completely mixed things about that. I've heard people say it was incredible, and then people have been very disappointed with the problems. No, no, let's, let's, let's be clear with what I'm saying. It's the best bench made I've ever handled. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's not very saying very much. You know what I no, mean? It, but, <laughs> certainly uh, it's not. Do is it worth paying $450 for? I don't know. <laughs> like, like the, the, I like what they did with the access lock. Yeah. I mean, it looks nice. I mean, but did I tell you about the you know. post on the Benchmade forum where someone was complaining about like the gritty action and wanting to replace the ball bearings and the Benchmade rep didn't say anything about the knife. They just gave him the specs of the ball bearings, <laughs> which I feel <laughs> like fun. says says so much about that. <laughs> 
not like, oh, we'll take this into consideration, fix it. It was just like, yeah, here's the size if you want to replace them. I need to know like what situation occurs where you think, oh yeah, the, the bearings must need to be replaced. Yeah, I, people yeah. love to think that that bearings and like washers make a knife. Like they really are convinced that these are like make the biggest deal. I mean, Epic Snuggle Bunny had one. He said he had some minor gripes with it, but nothing that was, you know. I've seen people talk about them being off center, and that can be an issue with an integral knife with an access lock. There's no real way to like, you know, tweak it to get it back to center. Yeah, but it doesn't really have, you know, even that doesn't really affect it because, you know, because access lock and yes, because the access lock. And Ugh. but you know and but other things just like you know I remember having I had a Benchmade Gold Class 940. Yeah, I remember that. Nice knife. That's what I was going to ask you. Is was the uh, was it nicer than your Gold Class? I I think that the action was nicer than the Gold Class 940. I don't, all Axis Lock knives feel so cheap to me because every single one I, feels exactly normally, the same. I agree. This felt it does feel different. It doesn't. I mean, obviously you're going through the same motion. You know, it's yeah. The actual touch points are the same, but the and an actual feel it did feel much more premium. I really do you know, want to handle very one. clicky, yeah, clicky, solid, uh, smooth. You know, it's on the fact that it's on bearings gives it a little bit of a unique feel compared to most. Uh, yeah, but I, I just want to say that that is a decent knife, and I know that's something that they're um, they're tooting right now. It's good to see another manufacturer try to step up their game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good that they're actually doing something that's kind of like, you know, with what the market is actually going towards right now. I'm trying to think if there are any custom knives that I that I really saw that I needed to mm-hmm. have or handle or see at Blade Show. And you know, it's funny. It's I'm in a weird position to where I'm close with a lot of the makers that I really admire, like you know Brian's work, John Gray, you know even. Even Sebastian, he's far away. I have one of a stitch already, you know, and I've, I of course I want that new stuff like the like the Nemesis dagger, um, you know, some of John Gray's splitters that he took there with him are really really cool. I definitely want a mini stitch, but I can, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I really really like. Oh, you know what? There is something. Brian Tide did that integral. Was it a tiebreaker? It's tiebreaker auto. There's an auto, and he did. Didn't he do? Do you do a non-auto uh, version? I think he did a custom. There, so here's the cool thing: that the auto version is a production knife. Is it? Yes. So that's under the Brian the Tie and Friends label. So that is an oh, integral. Shit, it is automatic production knife. Oh, very whoa. cool. I did not. Yeah. I did not put that together. I assume that was a custom. That's very impressive. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that when that won a freaking award, you can't say that that's bullshit because that is awesome. Yeah, I mean, Brian, did, did you? It did is you very nice that? that he got the award posthumously. No, I didn't see it. Uh, that of, of all the knives there, I think that would have been one that you would want to see because it was it's pretty cool. It did win the most innovative American design as well. There you go. Hey, Brian, why don't you win that award? <laughs> that's a production knife one. Maybe. No, never mind. You're gonna branch out next 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 year. I would have tried it. I know, you could have. I, there's a lot of things I'd like to do that just don't, ju- you know, there's no reason to justify doing that kind of work. But maybe that'll uh, excite me a little bit. So, well, I mean, you have to be feeling inspired after. I mean, that thing got, it wasn't just us. Like, the, that Nemesis dagger probably stole the show for a lot of people. I, I tell you what, I've 
there was so many makers, like, you know, top guys that came by to see that thing specifically. You know, I was like, this was, I felt pretty good. I'm glad. Well deserved. So what you, I was on pins and needles waiting by the phone to see. I knew when you were entering it and stuff like that. I remember I sent you a text and you were said you were going into the room now. And I was like, oh, God. Then I didn't hear from from you, and I was like, Jesus Christ! I'm, I don't want to like talk. You don't. I don't want to text him because, like, what if he lost? He's going to be in a bad freaking mood. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I see the post on Instagram with with everybody else, and you know, I was I was ecstatic for you, and I think we all were. Yeah, but, I mean, it was. Uh, I was. I was happy. That's for sure. Can, can you can you describe what it was like this year? Did you see what was your competition like? Um, I didn't see, I got there pretty early and left pretty early. So I didn't really see how many knives and what knives were there. You know, there was a couple knives on the table when I put mine down and I didn't, I didn't recognize who they were. They, one of the judges came to me later though, and said, you know, there was nothing even close. (laughs) 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 I mean, that's just what he said. I was was like, you know, that made me feel good, but you know, again, I don't know what was there. So it's hard for me to really tell. And, and I'll tell you, like, uh, and, and honestly, I can't remember if we cut this when we started this before, but uh, when Jake and I went last week and, and handled the thing, we both came away knowing that that knife was badass. <laughs> One thing that aggravated me a little bit is I went into the to the room. When, we, when it's all done, they open the doors. You know, they were in there for a couple hours doing this. And uh, you go in and you go up to the table where your knife was. And if it's not there, it's on the winner's table. So I go up, my knife isn't there. I'm like, ah, oh, nice. So I wait for, you know, a couple of the guys to go up and get their awards and they get, they take your picture and, oh my God, by the way, this picture I saw of me <laughs> is so horrible. It's, it's, oh my God. So is it, so is it, the, I need to give me the link so I can use it for the Photoshop for yeah, this for episode. Sure. <laughs> it's, um, it's going to be, it's probably going to be in Blade magazine. So you'll see it. <laughs> Good thing no one reads magazines. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, especially oh, Blade. You know why we why we why we talk about that? That you heard my story. Should we tell my story that most people probably don't? No, nah, no. Nah, you know what? I'm not gonna leave that one for another time. No, okay, you, so, no you. Wait. So so I go up to the table and um, I talk to Steve Shackelford. He's the editor of Blade, and he's he tells you, yeah, you're one, and uh, he takes your picture, gives you your award. Well, while he's taking my picture, he said to me. You know, Les told me he you he gave you that design. You have to tell people who Les is. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. So Les Robertson is a dealer that I used, not so much lately, but you know, a couple years ago he bought a lot of my stuff. And about a year into knife making, he said to me, you know, why don't you make a dagger? Why don't you make a dagger? And I said, I have one designed, but I just it doesn't work for my process. So I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. He had nothing to do with the design or anything. Like that. He just told me to make a dagger, and again, I already had it designed. You know, I had you know four hundred. Yeah, absolutely. That I wanted to go. Yeah, and I so, and I remember. Yeah, and I remember even specifically early last summer when we were talking. It was like, you know, this. I think it was a good time to be to do a dagger, and that's when you were agreeing with. You know, that's when you decided to do it. Yeah, I mean, because there was again in my process the way I do things, it, the dagger that double sided grind it, it kills me. I, it's doesn't lend itself to my process so i was like that's bullshit you know so i was a little pissed about that i saw him later on i was going to call him out on it but i didn't even open my mouth it's not even worth it just uh i know it's my design it's he had nothing to do with it so what the hell it definitely is your design there's no question about that 
it's funny because he probably doesn't even listen to podcasts. He's probably more of a magazine person. Well, <laughs> since he works for them, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Let's see. But I mean, that had to feel good. I mean, I bet the the heat, you know, the heat was off of you after that. Um, after you I just, won, I got to relax. You know, I, I got yeah. to relax a little bit after that. It didn't matter if I sold a knife after that point. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I did what I wanted to do. But you did sell everything. It seems. Yes. Ah, oh, I. You know, so you did really pretty. You did great. I'm glad you oh, did. No, the, actually, the, oh. I didn't. I didn't sell everything. I brought a bunch of talents, and um, I think I sold two of those. <laughs> you know, and I was I was practically giving them away, you know, and so mm-hmm. that was kind of that was kind of weird. Normally, there's always guys with a hundred bucks at the end that want to buy some stupid bullshit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh, the knife world's dirty secrets coming out on this podcast. Yep. Mm, interesting. But that being said, the Talon is actually a pretty cool little tool. Yeah, I, I, think say, I, I, I think it is. I think it is. I still want one. <laughs> oh, you didn't I get one. You were here. No, we, we we started talking about it, and then we got sidetracked by the beauty of the of the dagger. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> you know after I after handling all three of those, I got to tell you, the one that you entered was probably my favorite. The all gray one. The all gray one. I like the all gray one, but I tell you what, this one with the damage deal is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that thing feel was, was my favorite. You should feel it now. It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, probably. So, gonna sounds like an accident yeah. waiting to happen. <laughs> Yes. I was surprised. You know, every time somebody picked it up, I was like, it's double edge. Watch out. Watch out. And still, people, the first thing they do when they go to try to close it is put their finger on the edge, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but nobody cut themselves the whole time. I, I, so think, we I feel out. like I, I picked up on the intake pretty good on that thing, like using that other, uh, the other tab. The other tab, the, yeah. As the uh, closing mechanism. For, fortunately, it's so pretty that it, when as soon as you pick it up, your brain just tells you to be gentle with it so mm-hmm. when you do stick your finger on the edge <laughs> yeah you're not it's it going it's crazy. not an instantaneous cut like it's, uh, it's like almost like an honor to be cut by it <laughs> yeah it's the knife i'm going to use to kill myself on our hundredth episode <laughs> all right i think i think i've pointed out before but when we make the episode 100 i commit ritual suicide with the nemesis the harikari jokes come up yeah perfect <laughs> But yeah, that I mean, that is definitely the knife that I, I was most excited about. Too know. bad we'll never. It does get sound one. a little biased, but it don't, yeah, yeah, right. That that was what surprised me about it is e- even if I stepped out of my bias because he's a a fellow sure. podcast host or or whatever, I that was still my favorite knife, and I tried to be critical. I tried to give some sort of you know uh, constructive feedback, and I was like, I just came up short. I mean, it is incredibly nice close to perfect the, the damage deal one for me in particular uh had just the right amount of contrast and and it just came oh, together just right. i was definitely but i feel like I, I would have to have two of them and i think that's what happened didn't the same guy end up with both the the first auction that i put up the week before blade crispy tortilla he he's a instagram guy <laughs> that is not, of course that is not as- Crispy Yeah, this is what yeah. happened when middle-aged something, something men like join Instagram. They have no idea what an internet handle is. I think no, I think he's pretty young actually. Oh damn! There goes yeah. me um, assuming. When I say young, I mean I don't mean like eighteen. I mean you know, I don't know how old, but he's he's way younger than me. I Fuck think. it, crispy tortilla. This. <laughs> he's wealthy. I mean, he must have. Maybe he invented the crispy uh, tortilla. Apparently, I mean, he's not even in the country right now, so he <laughs> he has a type. He has a mini typhoon waiting for him at his house that he hasn't seen yet, and then he he bid and won that first 
dagger, the um, one that was blue that I screwed up and I refinished and then the and then uh, swapped out the blade on, and then now he won this one. Damn, um, this one went off at ten ten o'clock on Friday night. So we were, I was in the pit. I wanted to be, you know, so, so some of the guys can be there when it's going off. And uh, one of the guys that he's who's been trying to buy up some of my better stuff, he was there and he was bidding on it for a while, and then it just got out of hand. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. But, how do you feel about finally breaking like the the, the three thousand? auction price you're finally an instagram hype beast this is the first <laughs> this is the first knife i've ever sold that's ever come close to that that at least i feel like i mean to me really three thousand dollars is crazy for any knife but i'm not scared to send him this one for that kind of money yeah you know before i mean when i was set, selling knives in the beginning for 750 dollars, every knife i sent out i was waiting to get the call back you know oh this sucks and i was always scared you know um and then when you started getting, you know, then when the knife prices started getting wild and my, some of my prices started getting up there, I was, I was, I didn't want to send, sell, send somebody a knife. I felt like they're going to be too critical on me for that kind of price, you know, but I don't know. I never had any problems or issues. So. <laughs> but again, this is the first time I've sent marbles right now. <laughs> what the fuck is that in the background? Uh, I'm muted. Uh, there's children up there. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Okay, that's a fair excuse. Uh, scream like I did before. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad that was on the podcast. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, but that uh, I'm, we're just really happy for you. I think that you you definitely earned it. That that knife uh, turned out to be better than any of us even could have imagined. I mean, it's it's really a great great piece, and we congratulate Let's... you on the winning. Let's see how many people, other people make them now. When do you get invited to TKI? Um, probably never because uh, me and uh, Steve Delac kind of – don't make me go there. Just, <laughs> let's just say it's not going to happen. All right. I respect that. What if R.J. Martin was running the show? What, what is the R.J. Martin deal? I feel like he comes up in every episode in reference to Brian. I know. I just, you know why? Because the first year that I won, R.J. had – his new pivotless pivot pivot yeah and he entered that and you know i think the guy won it like 13 years in a row or whatever um mm. so when i came in and i won i don't know i never i never saw he, and i've talked to him before he's always been nice to me but um i heard he was pissed <laughs> oh okay now i don't know how i don't i don't know how true that is but listen to this i have a funny story for this time that one mm -hmm. guy that i was telling you that stopped by my table and was bidding on my knife we talk quite a bit. Really nice guy, and so he went over to see, to see RJ, and he was looking at RJ had his um, Oculus dagger there. It's a, apparently, his, his custom dagger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he only had one, and it was like four thousand dollars. A table price, not not an auction. Right. Yeah, people's yeah, table prices was, are getting wild. Yeah, his table price was over four grand. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's crazy, but. Um, so while the guy is sitting there trying to flip it, apparently there was some an issue with it or something. Or was was something was wrong with it at the point at that point? Another another guy walked up to the table and said to RJ, "Now this is all hearsay. This is just a story I was told." But another guy walks up to RJ and says, "Yeah, there's a guy over there selling a dagger that looks just like yours." <laughs> and he goes, "Oh yeah, who's that?" He goes, "Brian A. Doe." And and, and RJ goes, "Never heard of him." <laughs> Damn. I was like, I laughed my ass off. Yo. Like, oh, that is. Uh, RJ Martin, you don't want uh, beef. 
Plus, I'm looking at that the dagger now. Also, he doesn't have like a full picture of it at all. He only has pictures of pieces of it on Instagram. So I couldn't tell anyone, give them a point of reference on what this knife looks like. I mean, first off, everyone's dagger looks like a dagger. I'm going to put that out there. There are certain shapes in the knife world, kind of like in the watch world. There's a dive watch. There's a pilot watch. A pilot watch is always going to look like an IWC big pilot. A dive watch is always going to look right. like a, a Rolex a Submariner. A sub fighter is always going to yes. be. Yeah, yeah, there's certain things, that, and a dagger is one of those, if you want it to look like a dagger. I mean, there's some guys that I think that change up the shape of the blade and stuff, and I don't really like it. I'm like that, that long, slender, sexy sure. look. Um, but I don't think, I mean, I only saw a picture of his once and held his once in a New York show. Um I don't. I don't even know what it looks like, so I couldn't tell you. You know, it, when I do my st- when I design my stuff, I don't look at anybody else's work. And you know, I don't know half these friggin' people what they're doing anyway. <laughs> Brian's you know? like barely a knife maker at this point. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm a knife maker. I just I'm, I don't look at what it, you know. That's what it aggravates me because you go to the shows, and I know it's because oh, it's a tight knit community. Um, yeah. But everybody's in and knows everybody's shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's like I talked to Nick because Nick's NCC knives, mm-hmm. and he's young and naive. He, he's a, not that he's naive. I mean, he's a, but I mean, of course, when you're young, you're naive to a certain extent. Yes, I'm just picking on. He's a very not. nice kid. But Nick, you know, I love you, buddy. He, he is a perfect example. Um, the way all these young guys are, they just know everything, and they all talk mm. about everything together, and everything is like. It's like it's to me. Just do your shit and be. You know why get involved in everybody else's shit? I don't know. Yeah, except for I'm just an old man, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the drama gets out of control. And it's funny. It's it's the only industry I know of where the buyers are as in on the bullshit as yeah. as the as the actual makers and manufacturers. Yeah. It's a very weird yeah. dynamic. Mm. And I had a just today. I had someone. I went to the Iron Maiden and Ghost concert this past weekend here in Philadelphia. And you know, obviously, I can't take a knife into the um, into the stadium. But I did get my. I'm not a big like knife curio type person, but I got my John Gray um, keeper, which I actually use to keep my keys on my belt loop. You know, I use it. I use it as a bottle opener. It actually has some sort of purpose. Right. Um, and I actually got that into the uh, the concert. And I saw the guy like going through like gift. It's like going to the airport to go to a concert now. So like take your shoes off. You know, I didn't have to take my shoes off. I'm exaggerating. But you did have to put everything in your pockets into like a into like a tray and go through a metal detector and get there. So I was really excited that I was able to get my 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 knuck into uh into the stadium and I took a picture of it during in the, uh, you know, while they were set, while Iron Maiden was setting up and I was like, look what I got in here. And I got a comment from someone saying, you know, what the hell is that? And he had found that post by going through a bunch of other things, a, a couple other posts of looking, just looking at these nuts, these keepers and ended back, back on my page and said, I've just gotten into the knife in the knife community by watching, um, forged in fire and i'm just like in awe of what everything i'm seeing and i think he it's funny for me to just see someone who's at the very uh, precipice of seeing this world of shit 
that is going through. And all, and all of this just from looking at a, at a picture of a Nuck at a concert. I, it's it's just, it, it really just put things in perspective for me. I know that was a really wordy story, but you get the idea. I mean, really, really weird. Yeah. There are some accessories that, that don't make sense to me. I think that's kind of what you're getting at, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all knucks, but... Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, on the custom knife front, so I I know I don't, I don't care much for custom knives, but did you guys see the Shirogorov co- uh, collaborations that were teased there? They weren't for sale. I don't think I saw the Shirogorov. No, so they have they have one with Brad Southard, the flipping Tanto, which yeah, they've that, shown before, a bunch of times. Yeah, but like now two years in a row. Now, now they have one with John Barker, and it's the Hokkaido, but it's made by Shirogorov, and it looks ridiculously nice. Oh. I mean, I mean, not to change the sub- subject, but some of the new, uh, the Sinkovich pieces. Yeah, they also have a Sinkovich collaboration coming oh out with Sigma. Oh, Sink- ah, Sinkovich is so good. He is so talented. Very good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at that, the Shirogoro stuff now. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the, really the cool. Hokkaido collaboration looks, I mean, just the machining just always looks so clean to me. I, I always dig their aesthetic. I think they do mm-hmm. a great job. I just... These knives, God knows where these will go. I mean, actually, yeah, I know exactly. They're going to go behind the iron curtain. Yeah, it's just knives I'll never touch, so it's like not even worth looking that at. That Maria me. woman with like the knives yeah. on her thighs that dudes jerk off to will probably have most of these. Are you calling me fat? <laughs> M- meatball. Yeah, right. Oh, you she, start taking seductive a... pictures of knives on your legs. <laughs> that won't sell any, that's for sure. <laughs> But she does have some uh, sharp by design pieces, doesn't she? She does. She yeah. does. And apparently, um, that guy that I was telling you about that bit on all my knives, he um, contacted her to try to get one of those fancier pieces that I had, but she wouldn't let it go. Yeah, that, she wouldn't oh. sell it. Wow. Oh, that's for sale on her page, though. Like, <laughs> I, I, like I don't understand. Like, I it's there. Like, I don't know if it's a personal collection or what's for sale. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. No, but uh, let's my say. my third dagger went to Russia too. <laughs> that's never coming back. Good. No, good <laughs> some oligarchs got that now. Uh, I'm trying to think what else did I? See? There's got to be something else that I saw that's pretty cool. Uh, the Riat knives with the Damasteel and the Mokutai were actually not as crazily priced as I expected. Yeah, I remember like was it last year or two years ago where they were selling like Damasteel and Mokutai ones for like a thousand dollars, and this year they were like six ninety five. So <laughs> progress, slow progress, but progress. Hmm. Yeah, doesn't make doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> no, it's still crazy for a production knife. I, uh, oh yeah, then Richard Wu from Reich showed the like the two and a half inch or two point three inch bladed integral that he's making, and then the one and a half inch blade, ridiculously tiny knife. The man, is oh just, yeah, those tiny things. He is on his Isn't... own planet making knives for himself and no one else, and just you know maybe if someone buys them, that's okay. But like, I respect that he just does not give a shit. Honestly, God, I think want. that was the, my favorite Reich design was that tiny little Dama steel thing. Yeah, he's just, he, the guy doesn't give a fuck about selling knives. He just makes them. I love I'm, it. I'm, I'm sure he gives a fuck about selling knives. I who's buying them? No one buys them. You never hear anything about it. He doesn't know. He's no marketing. He makes the weirdest color collaborate. I mean, color. You know. Uh, choices they're they're always weird and yeah I just it's because he sells he sells most of them through AliExpress nah only some of them but I don't know maybe people in Russia are buying them or something that's my only guess go. yes but yeah I don't know how you doing Russia <laughs> we love you 
Yeah, shout out to you guys. You're buying up all the good knives. Uh, yeah, if, if, true. if you get a chance, Russia, I would like my three Harkins Tritons back that <laughs> I regret selling. I sold. I sent a whole bunch of cool stuff to Russia. I can't remember yeah. what knives I had. Oh, they keep hitting me up for my Hydra. Yeah. Uh, I say yeah. they collectively. <laughs> the entire well, it, nation. It, yes. It probably yeah. all goes to the same guy. It seems like the, the few knives that I've had people buy from me that were going to Russia – they all go to like the same distributor or some shit out in California because I've mo- like multiple people have sent them to the same guy. Is it Sacco from Recon One? Because I know he has pretty no, tight relationship. No, oh, okay, Ernesto something. Yeah, I gotta I gotta start swinging that that uh, that Armenian uh, thing around. Yeah, you're pretty much almost there. I don't know. There's a lot <laughs> yeah, of what Russians. the hell are you talking about? I've seen you swing that thing around a couple yeah. of times. It didn't. Yeah, that's it didn't right. Any good? <laughs> hey, look, it got us a cab ride when we were twenty twenty some years old. And in the middle of friggin' Ocean City, Maryland. Are you saying that you exchanged sex for a cab ride that in Maryland? That is what it sounded like. That is. But no. Like, That's what I, I got out of it. I'm half Armenian. Are you telling That's me you banged an Armenian cab driver for a ride? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're killing me. Damn. Sure. If that makes this interesting. I mean, it That's certainly what, does. It's what it sounded like you were it, saying. <laughs> the story did need a little, a little a something little extra. That's true. No, we were... we were. Like, what happened? Well, we were... Uh, Cab guy was Armenian. I was Armenian. He didn't charge us a fare. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. You were there. Yeah. You were wasted, but you were there. Well, if we were in Ocean City, there's only one reason that we would be in Ocean City, Maryland, and it's, it, well, okay, maybe <laughs> two. I was gonna say re- revisiting uh, Senior Week, which I did like five <laughs> or six times until it got a little creepy. I was like 23 years old. Jake has a real has an interesting memory when it comes to like how long we've known each other. It's all it's actually been like ten years, maybe more than that, maybe more than ten. Years. I'll give him more than ten years, but he t- seems to expect me to remember things that happened to him when he was like twelve years old. Yep, <laughs> and I, and I still expect you to remember. It's like you remember that time in high school? No, dude. <laughs> no, I don't. Anyway. Yeah, just, uh, just to be clear, there was no sexual favors exchanged with an Armenian man for a cab ride. <laughs> Not, we'll leave that up. That's for we'll you to decide. We'll leave, yes, okay. exactly. That'll be the mystery for next week's episode. Yeah, choose your own adventure Perfect. in a cab. Exactly. Yeah. If, I don't know. I got to start throwing around my Judaism with these Israeli makers. You gotta. I, you know what, man? As as an Armenian, I, I consider myself tribe. Yeah. Shabbat Shalom to all my chosen people out there. What's good? Lee Lerman didn't go to Blade, did he? Speaking of no. my chosen people, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's quite that's quite a trip. So I don't blame him. That would be. It's like, and especially if you're going to come to the United States, it's like you're going to go to Atlanta. Yeah, to, to get molested like by uh, yeah, knife yeah. collectors. I feel like he he's one of those uh, Burnley types who would probably get molested there. Yeah. Someone said that Blade Maybe was a moving. Lot of hands. Someone said that Blade was moving to downtown Atlanta next year. There's a rumor. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know how that. I, really I sure, affects I sure hope not. I'm already booked my uh, hotel stay at the same place. Yeah, this is knife community rumors, so who knows? Probably not. Oh no, it was pretty cool there that this Japanese guy was selling um, these knives that he makes out of quartz and these different rocks. Oh shit! That that he grinds to like clear edges where you can like see light through and stuff. Now I wouldn't. I'm not talking for something to use. Yeah, but uh, they were they were yeah. pretty neat. Was this uh, the the guy on Instagram who just started collecting your stuff real heavy recently, and he got uh, Typhoon and one of those as well? I think I, think I commented was... on his. He got a, a Typhoon. Some. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, some rock and then a, a pipe. I think was uh, 
was his. Uh, what, what's his? Do you there. guys remember anything about his username? No. Oh, I, but if you scroll forever, I commented on his picture. I know what you're talking about because uh, back in the day, I want to say like for knife rights, Doug Ritter had a knife with an obsidian blade made, and yeah, it's really cool. Was it, was, and was then it, someone used it as a pry bar. <laughs> Just shatters immediately. <laughs> was it was it chipped or was it ground? I think it was probably chipped. If I had to guess, yeah. See, these were ground. Supposedly, he he uses like, you know, like a handheld grinder, like Whoa. you would for like the body of a car. You know? Yeah, sure. And uh, like a disc grinder, you know, wow. like just four inch wheels, and that's what he uses to to grind that's, them. That's cool because obsidian can get like the thinnest edge, yeah, thinner terrifying. than any metal. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, like I'm, I'm picturing someone uh, making a uh, a flipper with a stop pin, and just like <laughs> just, just, it, it just smashes through the stop pin. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, oh, that's good. It's the, the things that knife people find amusing. I have heard that there's a lot of weird stuff at Blade like that, like people making knives out of rocks. So that doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, there's there are people that do a lot of weird shit there, but some of it's good. I'm curious about the weirder shit that isn't good. It's true. I mean, what was the weirdest thing you saw there, Brian? There had to be something. Come back to me about that. Let me think about it. Tim Brayton right, standing think- in front of his table, rearranging his knives, even though no one was touching them. <laughs> Why do you always come down on that poor old man? Because, yeah. oh, poor Tim Brayton. Because he got outed for such a huge fraud that he tried to perpetrate, and it was so embarrassing how bad. No, how many other guys are doing the same shit? Yeah, but he tried to yeah, get like so... U.S. Customs involved, and then like there was literally just one document that was like, "Yeah, nah, you signed a contract, you fucked up." <laughs> it just said these knives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, the Tim Burton story is great. That was, that's yeah. such a good one. And his stuff, mm-hmm. his stuff is all made in China. Even his custom knives. He owns a company that imports the products. Isn't no. it just Kaiser? No, no. His he has a company that imports stuff from China, and people have claimed allegedly. Sorry, I didn't say that before. <clears throat> that his slip joints are also made with like Chinese parts. But no, the, the the whole Kaiser thing. You can look that up online. The facts are out there. But that was hilarious when he tried to get customs involved, even though he was lying. That's really committing to a lie, which like I respect because most people won't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> We're all such savory people this evening. Yeah, yeah, this has been a spicy episode. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what stupid shit we said earlier that's going to cause a problem. Oh, you want to cause more problems? How about we run down the Blade Show award winners, the production ones? At ah, least. yes. These are yes. fun. I can, Some meat. I'm going to skip the knife of the year because I'm going to roll that into the Wing Ding of the Week segment. But... 2017 American Made Knife of the Year, Spartan Blade Kranos. Kranos? Yeah, honestly, I think that deserved it. Yeah, that's actually it actually looks really good. I hope it doesn't suck because um, I've heard the Acrebus isn't great, or maybe they worked it out, but I've heard that some of their knives are not the particularly Acrebus good. The Acrebus was like the first one. Yeah. Um, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. The, the, the one that came after it was not so much to look at, but it was a very good knife. Which which one? The the palace, the, the button lock. I can't remember. It was the one that came right after the Arcubus. There's Hold there's on, the, the Midas flipper, which I think is incredibly unattractive looking. Like Midas. Oh god, it's such an ugly design. 
And it's called the Metis. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. Yes. But either way, the, wait, they, you know, they won last decent year. company. All you know, um, USA made. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they won last year for the Spartan, the Harsey folder, which is that's, like a William Harsey. That's design. the one that I was talking about. Yeah, they won um, last year for that. Very nice knife. Didn't do anything for me aesthetically. No. It's this kind of... one. This one had looks like it has some promise, and I think I might pick one up. Just it's got to... a weird looking dick clip, though. And I, the blade it shape does. is a little bit like a little utilitarian for such a crazy handle. It is a very crazy handle. I mean, it looks mm. very impressively machined. It does yeah, have. I mean, it looks good. I think uh, Benchmade is going to be upset and Mike into a dick measuring contest with their pocket clips here because it is also very phallic in nature. I don't understand like how people can keep making penis shaped pocket clips. It's, I it's. I also find maybe, it funny. Maybe there's just something with wrong with us where we just see penises everywhere. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't see a problem with it. Like they really don't look that much like dicks to me. But like people really get I mad never, about I it. I never got. The Benchmade one never looked looked penisy to me. It's really funny that a knife community, I mean, a community where it involves thousands of guys being all sweaty sitting in a room together, would be so offended by a dick shaped clip. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> all right. It is, the knife community is pretty much a giant sausage party. It is unbelievably yeah. so. I apologize to all the women at Blade. They probably got creeped on so hard. The amount of fedoras that came up to them? There was definitely a lot more this year. Like, every year, four years ago when I went there, there was, like, two girls in the whole show. I almost don't blame them. Every year, there's more and more. This year, there yeah, was quite a gun, lot. Gun shows are the same way. Yeah, I, ma- I imagine, like, I could get, a, you know, a lot of my female friends to go purely based on the uh, the people watching. Yes, for certain. But, like, anytime, like, uh, th- this has been a bad thing I've seen on the forums, is anytime, like, a member, you know, like, outs himself as a girl, they always get a lot of weird, unwanted attention. And the, I feel the bad for humpers. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, enter enter the leg humpers. Yeah. Mm. I, I it feel happens bad. in every industry. Yeah. My my wife signed up for uh, when we were Subaru people. When, <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. We, I think, I forget if I posted the first one or if she did, but my God. Yeah, how many guys with flat-brimmed hats tried to slide into her DMs like, hey? Uh, I don't know, however many members there were. (laughs) Yeah, I feel Uh, bad. But I'm on the the forum. And on NASIAC, there's like 350,000 active members. So yeah, it's a lot of of nightmare going on. Yeah, it's a nightmare (laughs) being a girl in a male-dominated hobby. But continuing, 2017 imported knife of the year. It's the CRKT Crossbones. It's based off a Jeff Park design. Um, Uh, It's very Quaken-ish. that's a head scratcher to me. It really is. I yeah. mean, that thing just looks kind of tiny, and I mean, I held, I've held, I've, you know, held the custom one. Oh, really? Yeah, and the and the mid tech. Yeah, nice knives. Can't go wrong. Um, I just don't know how. It just doesn't seem. I don't know how that one of all the things. There, there, there is so much competition in that category. I yeah, think seriously. So uh, I'm I'm with you on this one. Although I used to be a big uh, CR CRKT fan, yeah, year, many years ago. Um, that this one's yeah, also I, it's sixty dollars. Mm. Uh, MSRP ninety nine ninety nine. So, yeah, it's sixty dollars yeah. retail with OS eight and uh, aluminum handles oh. with a stainless steel liner. Oh. I mean, mm. there's just so much that you can get. There in are that price. better yeah. knives I mean, coming from Chinese OEMs for cheaper. That that Rake P eight hundred one I have blows mm-hmm. that thing out of the water. The CRKT. How, that twenty five dollar. I can't even remember the T-cut? brand. The 
Tech cut. Tech cut. Yeah. Tech cut. Yeah. That, that was. That's a better knife. I think that was that, also made by Real Steel. That needed. That needs attention for innovation because that adjustable pocket clip actually works, and it works very well. And it, it seems like an insane uh, place to unveil such a neat little innovation. Right. Jake, <laughs> On like a twenty-five dollar. Hold, hold that knife. thought because we'll get back to it very soon. Mm. All right, 2017 most innovative American design. We already said this tiebreaker integral automatic, the production version from Brian Ty and Fred's. Very cool. Integral auto. Is that an aluminum? No, frame, it is or titanium. It is titanium. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's be, almost be like close. a must buy. That thing is sweet. It, it's gonna be, it might be a must buy, but what's the price going to be? Because the Brian Ty and Friends with G10 handles or with aluminum handles are like 375 with 154 cm. So who knows what this auto is going to be? Did I hear you say though American design? It is. He is Canadian. Well, I thought, I, I thought I, well, he's no, Canadian. Hold up, hold up. Hold it up. could just I, be. North I already America. researched. I I already researched. They're that. made in. It's the. They're made in the USA. Yeah, they're made in the USA. Oh, okay. But yeah, he is so. Canadian. Well, he's also he is departed. So. <laughs> he was Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> the rumor of Brian Ty's death is starting here. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> he, Brian Ty is alive and well. <laughs> No, we need to propagate the rumor and then have him on as a guest. Yeah. R.I.P. Brian Ty. I'm glad you got this award posthumously. You deserve it. Oh, man. I don't know if I could even do a show with Brian Ty on here. I just feel like I was, you know, talking to like a like my grandfather or something. He's so cool. I, I, I bet you he would do it because he's a good dude. Yeah. I yeah talked I, to him on, he is, he is I, a nice guy. I've, I've talked to him on when, the phone when, before. I like when him. he was busy, I, I hung out with his wife for a while because she was yes. so excited and even even though he's been doing this for so long, she was still genuinely excited that there were people who were fans of his work, yes. and that we, you know that we were looking for him and we wanted to talk to him about his designs and his you know career and everything. And she yeah. was just absolutely. I felt like she was going to give us so some like homemade preserves or something to take yeah, home. Yeah, I, something in a jar. For yes. sure. she had yes. she had jars in her trunk. What a, what a huge loss to the knife industry. <laughs> it's such it's so sad he's gone. It's tragic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. circling back around to Jake's point about that being an innovative design, the 2017 most innovative imported design is the motherfucking Sog Baton Q2. Oh, Jake, you saw these things. It, I sent them to you. Do you is, remember? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Is there at least like some AR tools in that thing or something? I think it is basically a few multi-tools and then it doubles as a prostate massager. Mm. Oh, that's what the battery compartment's for. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. So that one pocket clip is more impressive than this fucking. <laughs> I don't there know, are baton? now to be to be fair, there are a few versions of that thing. Yeah. Brian, did you see this thing? Do you know what we're talking about? No idea. It's a folding so, dildo. So you so didn't even get to walk around, Blade. Oh, um, you mean the um, tactical spork? <laughs> no, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tactical well, dildo. That. A tactical sport. A, a really a tactical dildo? I mean, it could be. It That's looks what it looks like. like. I mean, I'm sure it could be used as one. The it idea, look, it's it doesn't a, look like anything. It's, it's a baton-shaped folding multi-tool. So it looks like something you could keep in like a, like your, your pocket or something like that. Like a front pocket, like a pen or something like that. And you unfold it and it's got like some screwdrivers, uh, you know, a frozen yogurt machine. I don't know. <laughs> no, fuck, got some... fuck this, guys. Fuck this. The innovative imported design of the year is the motherfucking Kaiser rape whistle. I was going to bring up the rape whistle. You stole my moment. <laughs> yes, I did. 
and it has it has it can match your strider with its with its, it's uh, a tactical rape whistle with it's flame so with flame tie. Yes, the tactical rape whistle was the most innovative imported design of the year. Fuck it wasn't Sog. though. It wasn't though. You're just making that up. No, it wasn't. It was the Sog Baton thing. Right. All right. Continuing, best buy of the year, the Kershaw hey, here's, dividend. Here's one that we probably can't disagree with too much. Dividend's a nice knife. I mean, I, yeah. I gave one. I gave one away back when I thought giving something away was was going to be a nice thing to do for people. No, but it just turns people into into monsters, and I hate everyone. Um, <laughs> uh, but either way, nice nice knife. You know, it's a, a great knife for someone who who isn't a knife person. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, a it, USA it, made. It reminded me of of when when I first got into uh, collecting. It was uh, something actually made in America with decent steel for that price was uh, really enticing, and I'm glad that they're still doing it. It's a nice it was design. From yeah, yeah, nice, nice, nice design. You know, came with a nice. It came sharp. It's uh, 420HC, right, or is it for mm. 440C? I think it's 440 oh, I, I, I just assumed it would be a Sandvik steel. No, I wish no. it was a Sandvik no. steel. If it was a Sandvik no, steel, it'd be awesome. But they're but they're uh, moving along with that 440C. And no, I've it's heard, it's, like, it's 420HC. I'm looking up right now. Four. Yeah, that's kind of a trash deal, but it's a good knife. It's a good knife. I could see it being easy for someone to sharpen and keep and and learn about knives. Yeah, you know, I think that that's the biggest thing. It's a good gateway knife for somebody. Right. Next one, 2017 Investor Collector Knife of the Year. This always goes to ProTech because they have those insanely embellished knives that they sell. And unsurprisingly, it went to the ProTech Cambrio, which is a new design. It's a button lock manual flipper. Manual flipper. And right? the non-embellished version of this knife actually looks pretty nice. Uh, well, what I saw was the non—they're doing an aluminum version. Yeah, that's the normal and a one. Steel version. Is there? There's no titanium one. No. The, so they do the steel so that they can engrave it. I get, and those engrave are expensive, it. I get yeah. it, but there's but they did the st- the steel one and with just plain steel handles. Yeah. Well, the aluminum one is already probably going to be so expensive that like who knows what a titanium one would cost. Here is the most amazing thing to me. Have you guys ever seen a Protec knife sell for? any sort of appreciated amount of money no i how can it win an award when they're as soon as you buy a protec it's worthless well the thing is nobody i mean somebody buys these but then they just Who, disappear someone goes online and buys a protec i have That's no like, idea how, if how you, a joke starts if you go on there's, there's got to be there's got to be some history of appreciation in the brand or something to to win this award so nothing. Uh, at least in my opinion uh, i agree and so and I, nothing, I definitely don't understand this no. nothing i i mean I, they're seem to be great knives and i think some of their automatics are pretty cool looking well, but i would never even think about uttering them in in the same breath as collector or investor i mean somebody buys these ones with the engraving and the like mammoth tooth like i'm looking at this really uh, nice that one was one. how much was that one the one with the the uh, don't get me wrong beautiful engraving yeah. was very nice and i think they wanted like 3700 for it oh, or something. i have no idea what the price is but it was probably yeah, it, was, it was i think it was like 3700 bucks all right yeah um, I will. But say, it is a manual flipper. A lot of people think yeah. that they only make uh, autos. Uh, autos, and they also re-released uh, the Harkins design. Yeah, yeah, the dual action. That was one. actually I, that is actually a pretty cool knife. Yeah, too Jake, bad you would like that. The, the double action. Too bad it's like four or five hundred bucks at least. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's not it's not cheap, but that that is a nice knife. Mm-hmm. My my Harkins were uh, MOD Masters of Defense, and they were very nicely made. Oh, that's an old knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll skip. I'm an old collector. What can I say? We'll skip manufacturing quality award for now as well. <laughs> Accessory of the year, Wicked Edge, 
Go? Is this like a portable Wicked I, Edge? Yeah, I actually just saw this for the first time. I had no idea what this uh, was. Not because it won uh, this award, but uh, just researching, uh, considering upgrading my uh, Wicked Edge arms to the you know ball joints. Um, yeah, and it's it's available for pre-order right now for one hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! It. And since it already has uh, you know Heim joints, uh, it seems like it's probably a, a it's only one hundred fifty dollars. It's one hundred fifty dollars for pre-order, and they said that it's going to be one ninety-nine after the pre-order Damn. is over, which is I think September or September is when it's shipping. But that it's is probably really the cheap. best. Yeah, for one hundred and fifty dollars, it's probably the best. I probably will be the best sharpener you can get. I would. Imagine. I might get that just to reprofile and then freehand mm-hmm. the rest of my stuff. It's sure. it's interesting that uh, we talk about sharpeners as being a deal at one hundred and fifty dollars. You know, yeah, well, yeah. Compared to three three fifty for a standard Wicked mm-hmm. Edge or three twenty five for a standard Wicked Edge with those arms, which are becoming uh, increasingly uh, not just just not up to the task for that. Mm-hmm. This that is this is a very niche thing. But have you guys seen the Tech Studio profile? It's this knife sharpener out of Russia. Uh, oh my god it's yeah it's I, I we talked expensive about that. if you asked me if I, if I could have any sharpener yeah that's the, that's the best one but yeah. it's like it's seven hundred dollars for the biggest package oh yeah brian did you see that thing no i didn't it's uh it's basically a combination of the wicked edge and the and the kme brian just invented something similar a couple of years ago no, <laughs> no big deal it's, it's just got a drawing of it sitting around well <laughs> gotta bring it to market no but... his 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 actual sharpener is uh yeah, uses a, a extra long arm to you know keep the radius constant, and it's uh, you know it has some similarities. Yeah, the Tech Studio is super nice, but apparently it just comes all fucked up because it comes in a crate from Russia, and I've heard mm-hmm. all sorts of things about people things being broken yeah. and stuff being missing. Some people who have bought it. Yeah, this is uh, well, this is Blade Forms. It's big on Blade Forms. Yeah, There's a big thread Forms. on it. How much is that system? Uh, the cheapest one is three fifty, and that oh, has okay. almost nothing. Uh, the decent one is like 420 <laughs> and you know, lol 420 blaze it um, but you're getting silica carbide stones which are good because they'll oh, no. silicon carbide will do any of the higher carbide steels you don't necessarily need diamonds but nevertheless yeah it's expensive and then shipping is like not free I think I think shipping is also like $75 or something because <laughs> it's coming in a like army crate from Russia yeah yeah, it really looks like uh, it was built during the Cold War, and they just found a container of them, and they're selling them now. But I, I was hoping it was going to be cheap because, yeah. uh, you know, that yep. would have been a nice opportunity to try something different. Yeah, I wanted to get I've, one, but it's, I've it's already too much. invested too much in sharpener. Yeah, that's that's the biggest downside to the Wicked Edge is once once you make that investment and buy a couple extra stones, you don't feel like you should have to buy anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, what I mean? but you do. I mean, how much money do you think you have in the Wicked Edge at this point? Like uh, over six hundred, seven hundred bucks. Damn. No, I I don't know. Well, it was a gift, uh, so. The initial investment is uh, <laughs> neutral well, for me. I'm in general, like when I say you have it, you know, yeah. well, it's, okay. it's an expensive so, proposition. Yeah. So without getting into a long uh, conversation about sharpening, in my experience, I uh, uh, heavily subscribe to the uh, cheating with sandpaper taped onto the yeah. paddles. Yeah, you <laughs> have to. So I, I basically have a, a $1,200 system, uh, you know, by using two dollar pieces of sandpaper and you know just 
<laughs> a little bit of trial and error and figuring it out. And now I can do all the crazy fancy mirror edges and really whatever I want um, using that. Uh, I don't know that cheat or whatever you want to call it so yeah we could just um, also hold their value pretty well if you want to sell it ever i sold mine and bought you know just bench stones with it mm-hmm. so you know how many of those diamond stones i've been through already i can only imagine i probably spent two thousand dollars on them already yep oh my god yeah yeah dmt is actually pretty local to me which is nice uh because dmt stones often come fucked up so you have to send them back pretty often because the diamonds are not embedded correctly or yeah. diamond diamond stones are not very good <laughs> in general aside from the Atoma ones from Japan but continuing with the awards collaboration of the year Fox Knives MK Ultra because we needed another knife with the same name as the Hoback one yes, and this serious. is a collaboration with the well-known Jason Knight and Doug Marcada of course Jason Knight and Doug Marqueda, of course. Cashing in on the uh, on the people? Forged in Fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, huh? are these Forged in Fire people? I, I don't watch Forged in Fire. Doug Marqueda. I, I recognize that, that name. Oh. Yeah, he's the... Oh, he, no he wonder why this... Kill, yeah, know? no wonder why this one. So they're kukris. One is like a, a normal-sized kukri, like probably 10-inch blade. Another one looks like it has like a 3.75-inch blade, but it's a fixed mm-hmm. blade, so it's useless because the kukri shape is actually not good for anything but chopping and then one I, is a folder yeah the folder mm. makes absolutely no sense to no me it looks ridiculous I, I can't so okay so we have this blade and it folds in half but when it's closed it looks like a freaking pie plate yeah it's gigantic yeah I, it it's, doesn't make any sense no i you know what's funny the longest knife i've kept in my collection is a himalayan imports kukri oh yeah that thing is incredible that's, uh, that's- that's blade form specific for you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't think yeah. they exist outside. Shout out the to weird, the weird thing I wanted to mention uh, on, on that photo is that the folder is bigger than the fixed blade, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem right. But, nope. Okay. Cause why do we okay. need a folding cold seals already proven that we don't need a folding Kukri once. So, <laughs> well, I'll tell you the, the other guy, Jason Knight is the, also the host of, Oh, no wonder why. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just the two guys from, no. from Fortune Fire. Because what do you call it? I think he replaced Jay Nielsen when Jay Nielsen had to have his uh, his hand his hand surgery. Yeah. Yeah, but he's been back since then. I think they just... Uh, Added a fourth host or yeah, something? Yeah, they move hmm. him around now. But yeah. it is a travesty okay. that the Zero Tolerance 850 didn't win. I mean, it was a Rexford... Sinkovich collaboration with a production company that should have which won. is pretty much the honeymoon it's like the it's like the brad jelena of knives it is yeah it is the hype be special <laughs> that should yes. have won but it did not uh kitchen knife the year i think shun is the only one doing anything cool so no surprise <laughs> yes, seriously, no one else. and some custom makers nobody right? else is actually even trying yeah. this shit it has a no. ruby inserted into it why not of course it has a ruby inserted into it mm, it does look awesome i ha- you know what's funny is i have a knife with rubies in it Mm-hmm. Oh, the the hawk, right? Yes. Oh, you guys mm-hmm. all knew. I thought I was gonna like blow your no, mind. I mean, what other knives have rubies and light into them that aren't art knives? Yeah. Well, this this was just to Mike Gavick. Mike Gavick oh, does yeah. it all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, he does the ruby balls. <laughs> ruby balls. Mm-hmm. Yes. But on the hawk, they're in the hardware. Yeah. Basically blocking your uh, your torques from getting into the <laughs> Which is funny because now uh, that was only on the prototype. Now he just incur- he gives you tools yeah. to take he, it apart. He did a whole video explaining yeah. how it works yeah, and everything. Yeah. That was a that was a, a dramatic change of Amazing. 
amazing. Yeah. I, I think that was always the case. It was always what he wanted to do. I want but, the hawk yeah. lock on more shit. Put the hawk, you know, put the hawk lock on knives. It's awesome. It's not the and, time and to the talk court. about it, but uh, at uh, Blade Show, they showed, not Blade Show, at uh, SHOT Show, uh, Kershaw showed a, a manual flipper with the hawk lock that looked really, really the, nice. The budget one? Because it's still not yeah, out. Budget. Yeah, yeah, budget. That's the only knife that's not out, basically, from their budget knives that were mm-hmm. revealed at SHOT Show. The thing... It's funny how you like the hawk lock, but you can't stand the, the access lock. The, sh- the hawk lock has much better retention in the handle. I mean, I do agree with you. That's... And so does the ball bearing lock by... Uh, that's that's the big thing that I hate guy. about the access lock is the lack of retention in the handle. So you get a real mm. floppy detent. All right, now let's get to the You're words floppy. that I've been avoiding because they are going to be the wingding of the week for episode, what is this, five? Five. Episode five. I can't five, believe yeah. we made it this far. Okay, Wing Dig of the Week for episode five, the Blade Show episode goes to the goddamn Blade Show commute. I mean, I don't know who the awards, the judges for these awards, for giving, for letting Lion Steel just absolutely fucking steal overall knife of the year with the Lion Steel okay. SR11. It is horseshit, and I will not stand for this. Okay, first off, he's only he's only upset because number one, Chris Reeve didn't win. Number two, it's because I called that shit. Yes, you did. And I will flambe all these motherfuckers' asses. Okay, the Lion Steel SR11 is literally the Lion Steel SR1 with a flipper added to it. There's nothing innovative here. It's an it's a, it's a integral. Everyone else has made an integral. Give it to fucking Benchmade this year. They made an integral. That's more impressive than this. Everyone has seen this. The design is old as shit. It's going to be off-center. It's going to have a shitty D10. It's not going to be worth the money. And somehow they get overall knife of the year with this. And this is the third one. They fucking stole it last year with the metamorphosis, which was a just the worst fucking thing that's ever happened to knives. It's pure cancer. And now they get it with the SR11, which is literally the most uninteresting thing. This is if ZT came out with an integral version of the 300 and was and submitted it and won. Nobody wants a 10-year-old uh, fucking design. This was a low-energy episode. Yeah, you know what? Thanks for making me look like not the crazy one on the fucking yeah, bunch. Yeah, seriously. Yo, you want to go? Okay, Manufacturing Quality Award. I had six goddamn line steel products. They've all been off-center. I had shitty detents. I had two of those nothing fancy fucking purple SR1s. <laughs> That's your problem. Shitty detent. <laughs> no, it was a great configuration. It was purple handles with a Bowie blade. I think you actually would have liked them. Oh, God. They were, I'm, I'm, I mean, I hate nothing fancy, but... He had slightly good taste in it. Still, one was off-center. The other had an incredibly weak detent. I had a Bastinelli uh, Dragotech off-center. I had a DPX Hest Lockrock. And it was the Gen 2 version where Hold that was up. supposedly fixed. Hold up. Hold up. Why would you keep buying them? Because this is what <laughs> happens. Why do you think I own six fucking Striders when they all had Lockrock oh, too? God. This is why you're the hater. You know that, right? Yeah, well, because people are like, oh, no, they've improved. Things are better. They win the manufacturing quality award. Bullshit. But you keep buying them. I'm done. I'm done. I might buy an SR11 to burn it. (laughs) Well, that was uh, vigorous. It comes with M&M's. It does. It just. Or are you talking about the, the promo picture of it, just with like all those? And they're not even like M and M's. They're like the. There's some knockoff Italian chocolate. It's probably better. <laughs> what? I didn't even notice that because I was too upset about the knife. What the fuck is happening in this display photo? Mm, it's almost as bad as the last Spider Co catalog. It's worse. That didn't yeah. win any awards. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> These motherfuckers. I'm. I'm renouncing my half Italian side. I'm sending my mom back to Italy. <laughs> 
Did Microtech show anything at this show? Nah, there was like a fucking ghost town. Mm. I don't think they showed think off they... anything new. Oh, they have the new SOCOM Elite, actually, which looks nice. <laughs> it's this, it looks the same as the old SOCOM Elite? No, yeah, but it has Torx hardware now. Oh. It has Torx hardware, wow. and it actually looks like, wow. it looks nice, and Torx hardware. Wow. Yeah. That's a great. novel concept. I, it is I, wild. I can't believe how excited I am to say that. <laughs> it was, that is actually a pretty exciting knife. I think someone has it, and it's like $1,200, though. Blade Ops, I think, Wait, has what? it. Oh, yeah, it's the it's a Marfion custom version, which is basically the production version with a slight different, slightly different grind. So, right. who knows what the production version will be if there is one? But yeah, it actually. There, I'm sure there will be. It's thirteen. It looks like it's it's thirteen fifty actually. It's still tip tip down. Yep, still tip down. What the hell? <laughs> so they just use the same. It's the same molds they were using twenty five years ago. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's Microtech for you. No, I, I mean, with knives... Nice knife, though. I have one from 1999 already. I don't think uh, it's from time the, to... From the Vero Beach era? Yes. Damn. Nice, awesome knife. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. Yeah, those crap. were really good back then. Holy yes. crap, what a knife. And yeah. I have a, a Halo from the same era. Yeah, the Vero Beach stuff was really Lovely. good. Mm. Mine's older. Yeah, yours is... You're, you're younger than mine. Not 97. Older. Two years. Oh, wow. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. Hey, guys. Fuck Lion Steel. Chris Reeve, I'm still here for you, baby. Yeah, Chris Reeve, man. Gang, gang. Anyway, oh, by the way, what what did your boy do at at, at Blade Show? Oh, nothing. Shit, nah, the Incozy with the Insingo oh. blade. It's a big God. deal. It's a big Maybe deal for my people. people. It's the yeah, most boring thing ever. Put the mo their most useless knife with their most useless blade. Whoa, the Incozy <laughs> is a great knife. No, the bigger version. This is the large Incozy. Oh, okay. Large Incozy with the Insingo blade, which is great. Okay, that could make sense. I will not send you my Incozy, my I won't send you that or my Insingo CRK, but I should to show you how we great were, they are. Before we started the show and and you guys joined us, uh, Jake and Brian, we were talking about doing a little knife swap. A little um, wife swap? I'm in. Uh, yeah, you want to well, trade for my hand? <laughs> it's different from mine. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Yo. This is get this, this is, is this podcast is lit. This <laughs> something's happening. Um, but I'm gonna send. I'm gonna actually send you my mini typhoon. Okay, I'll send you. Uh, yeah. I'm so scared of one of my Chris Reeves leaving me. Oh no. Oh, it's not like you're right. What would ever happen? It's not like we can't. We could never replace it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> actually, no. Yeah. All right, I'm down. Let's do it. I I I probably should get my hand on a on a sharp by design knife eventually. Mm. It keeps me objective though, not owning one. That's true. <laughs> See what else? How about can we find the other custom awards? I know this is something we should have done before. Yeah, sure. They're yeah, they're just uh, below. They're yeah, yeah. All that just keeps. I, I just don't know. Best new maker, Phil Jacob. I don't know who that is. Hi, Phil. How you doing, man? Welcome to the fold. Good job, Phil. Yeah. Congrats. Best fixed blade from Cos. The I think they're Brazilian or Argentinian. They do ridiculously nice Hamones. Old people knives. Best folder, Glenn Waters. Don't know. Brian Nadeau, best tactical folder. That sounds familiar. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then the only other one I know is best art knife is David Broadwell because he made the Technies, which was like his attempt at a uh, at a tactical knife. But I, I don't really know these custom words. They're more like, you know, traditional mm -hmm. stuff. And this is where it gets weird with the custom makers and how they, I think a lot of, a lot of people are afraid to enter because they might lose. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Brian, was there a lot of entries for some of these awards? Did you see? Uh, well, again, I was there early and left pretty early, so I don't know how yeah. many were on each table, but some of the tables had quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. One of the guys one of the guys that won, I don't know who it was. He was in friggin' tears. I mean, good for him. Oh, yeah. That was probably the best new maker guy that we don't know. <laughs> Whoever Phil Jacobs is. Oh, Phil. We're shout have shout out to you, Phil Jacobs. I'm going to look him up right now. Let's go see where he's at. Uh, that's a good question. He's definitely not a tactical maker. No. Well, I wonder if he's making slip joints because, like, was that Jared Oser? That guy, he came, he got popular recently, and his table price is like two grand now for his for his uh, slip joints, which is wild. Well, yeah. But slip joints are hot in the streets, so yeah. I don't know. Let's see, Phil Jacob knives. Let's see. I can't find him. <laughs> that's. That's not a good sign when you, uh, I don't know. He makes traditional slip joint folders. I found him on Perry Knife Works, which is actually a somewhat local knife store to me. I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. All right. Good for you. No more slip joint talk. Yeah. No more slip joint. I I don't really fuck with slip joints either. Not that I have a problem with them, but they are kind of boring. Correct. Let's talk about the walk and talk. (laughs) Yo, don't ever go in the traditional forum on on blade forums. Just asking Mm. for trouble. Oh my god! Yeah, you see these people who've been on Blade Forms since like '97, but you've never mm. seen them post anywhere but the traditional <laughs> forms. It's like, who are these people? They've been carrying the same case knife around for. Yo, 45 they have a wild, like outdated avatar. That shit is like 30 pixels by 30 pixels. And it's like oh yeah, 1,200 posts in the what makes a good traditional Barlow thread. Yes. which is every time you click on new posts. Yep. It's in like the top 10 yep. for about five years now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. The traditional, do not go near the traditional forum. It's like uh, <laughs> like Lion King, the, the Shadowlands. You must never you must never go here. <laughs> it is it's a like, weird can, place. There's our Disney it's reference. Like, We're almost done now. <laughs> let's just see if we can uh, just type in the word jig bone and see how many uh, posts come up. <laughs> no, what you have to do is you have to arm yourself with butterscotch candies so you can throw them at people to keep them at bay for when you accidentally like mistake a, a barlow for a peanut. <laughs> Where there's originals and I, uh, slip joints. I have a, I just received a jig bone uh, piece this week, which I've never, uh, I don't think I've ever been able to say that before. But uh, one of one of the many Spydercos that's heading to uh, Great Britain is the um, titanium jig bone Damascus. Oh, I hate Delica. That. I hate that knife. <laughs> it is hideous. I, you know what? It, I I never would have. I, I was confused when he first mentioned it because in the pictures it looks like what what were they doing? Yes. And then in the hand you're like oh. Okay. Well, no, the Delica's nice. It, it's it's nice. just the materials it's are nice. just so bizarre. It's hard to make jig bone not look like fecal matter. That's really what it comes yeah, down to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's that thing where people are afraid of, like, patterns of circles? Oh, that doesn't exist. That, the uh, trypophobia? That's, that's me that's and Jigbone. Just, that's, a, that's a millennial thing. It is. That people think. That shit grosses it, me out. It, it should, dude. Just because it makes you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean you have a legit. No, it's phobia. not a legit phobia. It's just a unattractive. It's an unattractive pattern. It is a very unattractive pattern. That's yeah. all I think about when I see Jigbone. Ugh. And crater patterns. Yes. Hot hammered finish. Does uh, that bother you? I, yeah. I don't I just don't <laughs> like it. I think it looks yeah. it takes away the lines of the knife because it just softens all of them. I mean I'm with you. Um uh, and everyone says it looks better in person, but I don't get how. 
I think Epic Snuggle Bunny said that. Too. Yeah, he said he had handled one instead of. Yeah, good I don't know. People go nuts for them, so you know, you can keep y'all can keep that shit. I mean, I, I've handled some Rexfords, nice knives. Can't go wrong. I've never handled any of the the hot hammered or. Does Does Todd Rexford take a private jet to Blade at this point? He probably is not even there. He sends like a doppelganger. It's like I mean, uh, you come, you make thirty thousand on one knife. You can afford to charter a jet there. <laughs> It's probably true. And someone else probably charters the jet for him. The person who buys the $30,000 night. The Russian oligarch who also yeah. pees on him afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about people urinating on Todd Rexford. <laughs> yeah, I mean... No, the podcast okay. that goes there. That is... I love you, Todd Rexford. I'm just kidding. That he's definitely not listening. To no, this. he is. You think he listens to peasant things like the he internet? Does, he probably doesn't does. even know what the internet is. That's true. He's he's like on the level of Kanye West, where he doesn't realize that like people exist outside of the world because he's selling knives for thirty thousand dollars, just on another plate of existence. Him and Richard Wu just orbiting the earth. For the record, I think that was only one knife that went for uh, that that uh, figure, right? That one injection from a few years ago. Yeah, I don't know what his auctions did this year. I mean, they definitely put numbers on the board, but I'm not. I, I maybe they maybe they weren't thirty thousand this year. He was shown up this year by uh, the guy whose name I still can't remember from <laughs> before the podcast. Apple, Ron Appleton? Appleton, Appleton, K. A. Applegate, the author. I don't know if of, you guys can hear I would, me. But I would, I, I would genuinely right like now, to so see what see. that knife is supposed to look like without all the fingerprints. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know how to get that. I can't even tell what the handle. I can't even tell what the handle material is. <laughs> It just looks like a, a fingerprint. Is it made out of like aggregated fingerprints? It's made <laughs> neck grease. It's made from the oils from people's hands, from touching their <laughs> necks with their fucking neck grease. That's what it looks like in the in the in the blade pictures. Oh god, handles handles made out of pure one hundred percent neck grease. <laughs> well, that seems as good a place as any to stop the podcast. Was, uh, we we <laughs> we went off on this one. Absolutely. Well, we hope everyone enjoyed this this strange episode. It was a journey through through Blade Show's twists and turns, ups and downs. Uh, but we do want to end with a final congratulations to Brian. We'll see you guys in another couple weeks with John Gray, hopefully. I think John Gray will be on the next episode. We have guys from Blade HQ coming. We have some other guests coming through, so it should be a fun time. We also have some t-shirt designs coming out pretty soon. Um, not that we're big merch slingers here, but the design turned out pretty cool. And we want to thank everyone who's been visiting the website, and we welcome any feedback that you guys may have for us, any content you, you may want to see on there. We do have some cool uh, how-tos. Jake has been putting together some really neat stuff uh, as far as knife maintenance and care. We're going to have some bonus footage, up, up, not footage, but bo bonus content up on the website and maybe a YouTube channel with some other cool stuff. So let us know what you'd like to see and, uh, and or hear, and uh, hopefully we can deliver it. So anyway, you can find me, I'm Levon, and on Instagram at MetalLevon, M-E-T-A-L-E-V-O-N, one L. Uh, guys. Uh, yep. Uh, this is Dave. You can find me on... Blade Forums as Misanthropia in the USN as well, and Instagram as underscore Misanthropia. And if it's Lion Steel, come at me. I'm in Connecticut. I'm waiting for you. Jesus. You definitely, definitely let, let the beast loose tonight. 
<laughs> and I'm still Jake, and I'm still Whiskey Pickle Jake, and I guess I'm sticking with that one. Yeah, and Brian at Sharp by Design um, on Instagram is probably the best way. Thank you, everyone, and have a good good night day. I do this every single time. Same outro. Good night yeah, day. Same outro. Good night day. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>